Has anybody got any news they want to bring up? Anything else before we dive into Return of the Living Dead? Uh, our schedule is about to be a little bit crazy. Uh, listeners, heads up. We're not doing Bone Tomahawk anytime soon, but we are doing Terrifier 2. We are doing Halloween Ends. We've got some other cool movies. Uh, the new Hellraiser, which will be coming out. These all come out very similar time frames, so we're going to have to figure out how we're going to release these. So uh, we got a bunch of new movies coming out, so that's going to be pretty awesome. Um, I know that the ending of Halloween Ends is supposed to be like really crazy, and people are asking, that, like the studio is asking people not to spoil it. So if anybody's out there and they want to see this and try to email us the ending, go fuck yourselves. People are going to immediately spoil it online. So if you're of not going to watch it day one, hey, look, just stay if off Dumbledore the dies and we found out, I mean, I, I think that's something that happens. Wouldn't that be the crossover of the century, though? <laughs> Dumbledore shows up at Halloween ends and like puts a spell. <laughs> and that's how they make Michael Myers unsupernatural. Look, the crossover of the century is Leanna Quigley is trash, teaming up with Whoopi Goldberg and Sister Act 3 back, back, back in the habit. Or Whoopi Goldberg's character when she was the cop with that T-Rex. Theodore Rex? Yes. Holy shit. We actually had that downstairs. See? New cold open. Which house would Michael Myers be inducted to by the talking hat? The talking hat from what? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Let's see. Oh, uh, the sorting hat. A sorting hat. He's, Sorry. Oh, that's Definitely. right. He's got a hat that talks. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. only seen one Harry Potter movie. Definitely so a Hufflepuff. You think he's a Hufflepuff? Oh, such a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Boy, he's huffing puffs nonstop. That shape's your Hufflepuff, doesn't yeah. he? Is Gryffindor a one? Griffin? No, Griffin. 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 Yeah, close. Okay. Woo! Now with <laughs> Kung Fu Gryffindor. <laughs> you got to tell us what house would you put him in? Oh, he's a, he's one of them Snape dudes. Oh, that's too easy though. Oh, but yeah, yes, that's I mean, too easy. That's why I went Hufflepuff. He's okay, definitely fun. a Slytherin. He's a Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah, that's because he's evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no. Slytherins aren't supposed to be evil. They're oh supposed boy, here to be, we like, go. Cunning. Yeah. Harry Potter stands, get at us. Well, Where okay. is he going? The movie's just I'm made me think. I'm not a Harry that... Potter stand. <laughs> <laughs> the movie just makes me think everybody in Slytherin's an asshole. Well, yeah. I mean, that's which, their, one, that's which their one's got Alan trick. Rickman? All of them. Wait, oh, Alan? which house? Yeah. That's Slytherin. <laughs> which, what, you mean which movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's in all of them. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with Garrett and John, and welcome back, Emma. Hello. Thanks for joining us again on this episode about the living dead. Return of the living dead. It's about the living yeah. dead. Oh, okay. They return. I thought you fucked yeah, up the back. title. I was about to be furious. No. Why would I do that? Because you're bad at your job. Oh, that's true, but I know what I watched. Okay. Do you, though? No. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Fine. Obviously, we're not doing well. We are all hanging on by a fucking string and a prayer. Yeah, I feel out of practice, but we've recorded our regular schedules. I don't know. You ever wake up and you feel like you're not in your right skin? Like every day. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt this morning. Invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah. What have y'all been up to since last time? Uh, Nothing. I haven't been up to anything. I've been traveling, so I didn't watch a lot of movies. How are your travels? Uh, The travels was fine. Did you Uh, go to Transylvania? I did not. I went to Pennsylvania, so it is a Vania. It's still a Vania. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But no vampires are from Pennsylvania. It's very boring there, so they all leave. How does one earn the Vania moniker? Great question. Uh, I don't know. You just bestow it upon yourself. Maybe you got to fill out a form. <laughs> yeah. What would Texasvania look like? Oh, God. The same. Tavania? Tavania. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. Okay. Because Texasvania right. doesn't seem long. right. It doesn't yeah. roll off the tongue. 
It's like two separate words. Tejas mania. That's it's, still too much. Yeah, yeah. it's because of that extra you syllable. You should not be in charge of naming anything. <laughs> no. But let them, let them work it out. Yeah. So, no. No. This is all yeah. part of the creative process, okay? Y'all are seeing how the sausage is made right now. Emma, what you been up to? I mean, I saw Nope with you guys, and I loved that. Mm -hmm. That's now in my like top five favorite movies. Have you gone back and seen it, anybody? I have, yeah, because it's on. You can buy it now. Uh, awesome. You can still rent it. Now. Rent it. Yeah. Yes. I'm not renting for twenty dollars. I'll buy for twenty. I know. My wife wanted to see it though, and uh, yeah. it was worth it. Okay. Was it just the as good the second time? It was. It was better because like you can I look for things that put the you know like oh what are what are they? foreshadowing? There's the word I was looking for. I could look for elements of that. Did uh, you figure out the shoe? No. Still I still don't really get the whole monkey thing. But. I, I saw on a video somewhere online that it said they, they think the shoe was just something for him to focus in on to keep his eye gaze off of the monkey, like looking the, the ape uh, in the eyes. So it, that may be the only significance. Since I have no other ideas, I'm going with it. That's mm. the answer. Anyway, we're here to talk about 1985's Return of the Living Dead. Right. We can all agree the best dead movie out there. If not the best, it's damn close. Yeah, Day is probably going to tie it with for me, but... That's what man. I was going to say. Day yeah. of the Dead or this one are probably the tops for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. Two very different feels, though. Like yeah. the Romero stuff versus the Return series. I mean, totally different direction, but... Right. I don't know. I just can never watch this movie and not have a fucking blast. As a kid, I wasn't too into zombie movies, and I thought they were all just in the same universe. Like, I had no idea that the Return of the Living Dead didn't follow Night of the Living Dead, because they even reference that in this one. They practically break the fourth wall to be like, hey, you know that movie that you like? <laughs> Check that out. That was a documentary, bro. Yeah, that's like if... Uh, somebody came out with a vampire movie. He's like, hey, you seen the Twilights? It's kind of like that. But if it was based on a true story, they actually sparkle. People are like, what if uh, Edward was in our basement right now? <laughs> what if an interview with a vampire, Brad Pitt turned to like um, Kevin Bacon was like, you ever seen the Lost Boys? That was us. <laughs> <laughs> I dream of hanging from Wait, bridges. Wait, Kevin Bacon, Christian Slater. Okay, oh, you saved God. yourself. Oh, man. man. Get your 80s white Woo. guys right. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of 80s butts. Sorry, did I, did I yell too loud at you? No, there? Yeah. Just silenced everybody. He's mad. He used his mark voice. Yeah. But this one was brought to us by Dan O'Bannon. And John, did you find out what the history between the Night of the Living Dead and this Return of the Living Dead Splinter offshoot is? I did. So this is kind of a sequel in its own way to uh, Night of the Living Dead. So the person who created this sort of universe is a man named John Russo, who worked with George Romero and created Night of the Living Dead. Then they couldn't agree on a sequel, so they split the rights. George Romero went off to do all of his day movies and, uh, and all of his Of the Dead films, and uh, John Russo got to keep the Living Dead part of the title. Um, so he wrote a book that was set 10 years after Night of the Living Dead. And it was about these three ladies and the zombie apocalypse happened again and how they navigated it. And it was eventually going to become a movie, a 3D movie, uh, filmed by Toby Hooper, uh, which would have been awesome. Of Texas Chainsaw fame. Yes, and of Life Force fame. I was about to say fame. of Life Force fame. Right. That's on. not what he, <laughs> People don't even know that movie exists. Uh, which uh, is where where he moved off to do. He dropped this movie to go make Life Force. Um, Whoops. I've ne I never heard about the, that movie until I started researching this movie. Isn't it about space vampires? It yes. is about space vampires. Yep. Also, okay. tons of titty in that, too. That's just what the 80s do. Yeah. I mean, John Russo knew what he was about. He's a titty man. 
Not an ass man. Well, John Roos had nothing to do with Life Force, but you know who did have something to do with Life Force? Dan O'Bannon, who wrote the script for that and the script for this. And when Toby Hooper dropped, they're like, hey, Dan, you want to direct this movie? And he was like, I do if I can uh, change the story from the book to make it different. <laughs> and uh, they're like, sure, why not? And now we got this film. And that's basically very high level what happened. So you probably don't know the answer to this, but I'm curious, like, what exactly did Romero get out of the deal? That he could just make more zombie he movies? He could make more zombie Peace movies, of mind. Yeah. Right? I mean... <laughs> he wasn't associated with Return of the Well, Dead. here's what I think he got. He got to drop John Russo, uh, because if you think about it, you don't hear a lot of John Russo films, but you sure as hell do hear about George Romero. So I think we know who came up with the good ideas in Night of the Living Dead. So he got to drop his partner, who sucked, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're making a lot you, of you assumptions about Mr. Russo. Sucked, yes. <laughs> Let's see, I, I saved his Wikipedia Look, page because I didn't read falling it. out against, amongst creatives. I mean, and you have to just basically like, you know, shed unwanted pounds or just, you know, like get rid of the trash. So tune in next episode where John will be replaced by someone else. Well, let me tell you a bit about John Russo. I did remember this. Mm. In 1999, he added scenes to Night of the Living Dead. Have anyone seen this? They released a DVD version, the 30th edition, where they brought back the preacher character, same actor 30 years later, and inserted him into scenes. Uh, They filmed all new dialogue. It was a whole. I know they filmed new dialogue and scenes. Disaster. I, I couldn't remember no. that it was a preacher, but yeah, yeah. I actually own that copy on DVD. So that's the kind of work John Russo is putting out. Best part: one of the characters has like the most ridiculous facial hair for 1969. He like looks straight out of he walked out of, like a 1999 rap video. So smart thinking. Yeah, good idea uh, there. He also filmed a movie called Santa Claus, K L W S, uh, the Majorettes. Midnight, I'm sure you've heard of that film. Mm. There's always Vanilla. Mm-hmm. I mean, just movies nonstop, this guy. Greatest hits, so. John Russo. Regular Roger Corman, if you yeah. will. <laughs> Every one of his movies, banger. So, <laughs> Well, what is uh, y'all's relationship with this film? This was 85, I believe, right? Yes. I was too young to see it when it came out, but in around 1993, 94, somewhere around there, I was at a friend's house, and this existed on a VHS tape that was not labeled. And we put it on, hoping it would be porn. Mystery tape. And let me tell you, pretty damn close, baby. Um, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> we had, this was my first experience. Like, this is one of my first experiences with, like, full-on naked ladies. Predator 2, with that sex scene, this movie and, you know, Van Halen videos was pretty much my opening salvo into, okay, wow, full-on nakedness. This movie ruled. It had everything. It was had the punks. At the time, I was starting to learn what punk rock was. So these guys were just like the coolest fucking dudes ever to me. I was like, oh, my God, I want to be these guys. Yeah. Which one was your model? Your you know, honestly, model? I like Scuzz. Scuzz was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, I always thought suicide was a little bit too like over the top. Now, help me remember um, which one is the one that has the chain connecting his ear. Suicide. 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 Which don't think that I'm not thinking about doing right the fuck now with my piercings. You should. Uh, you got Trash. You've got Carly, who is um, the preppy girl. And um, the one with the like the kind of eighties new wave girl. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the guy with the the jacket, the like new wave kind of um, the one that's like horny for Carly. Yeah, was it like Chuck oh or yeah, something? she's like I never did like you, but hug me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, we've got a Casey, a Chuck, Chuck. Yeah, that's Chuck. who it is. And then we've got the the normal girl, who's uh, Freddie's girlfriend, and I can't remember the normal girl's name, but um, that's Tracy, Tina, Tina. Tina. She yeah. so doesn't fit in with that oh, group. It's so weird. <laughs> There's always that one person who's like, I'll hang out with you guys. And it's like, oh, boy, I've made a mistake. That was her. 
Um, no, they look to be like best friends. Maybe they all grew up together, and uh, and as they all got weird together, they still weird. were friends. It's like when you got into Star Trek as a kid, and that one friend that you grew up with just didn't go with you on that weird. trip. Weird. Yeah. Motherfucker, this is a way of life. This is not just a costume, John. <laughs> this means something. God, he's got feelings, bro. Yeah, I, I know. Fucking suicide, My man. man writes poetry and cries himself to sleep. He I get it. He so much shit about Freddie having a job, and then he's just all like waxing philosophical in the graveyard, and I'm like, dude, these guys... I don't know. Suicide was awesome, but like I never really like connected with him. But I did feel bad for him because he's like, "Yo, only call me when you need a ride." I was like, "Man, I'm at suicide. He's, yeah. he's he is in touch with his feelings." Yeah. But uh, so I saw that. I thought like, "Oh my god, these punks are cool." The zombie effects were like totally fun and over the top. Um, you know, for the zombie films, I don't think I'd seen Day of the Dead or even Dawn of the Dead at the time. I think I saw this before I saw those two. So I'd only seen Night Night of and. This was like a huge step up for zombie effects. So I was like super like into it. Um, I really loved the mortician character. Oh, yeah. Er Ernie is one of my favorites. I thought he was so cool. (laughs) When he rips his one pant leg off, I was just like, that dude's awesome. I don't know why that like resonated with me as a kid. I was just like, that's cool. This man ain't afraid to cut pants. (laughs) (laughs) He's my hero. Now that's punk rock. (laughs) It really is. I'm not not going to try to explain it, okay? But this movie just it just had a really and the soundtrack was you thought it was going to be all super hardcore punk rock, but no, it's got a bunch of surf rock in it. Um, It's got butt rock. It's got 80s music all over the place. Everything. Um, But no, this was really fun, and I did love the one thing I didn't like about it is the zombies talked, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later. But that was the one thing I had a hard time reconciling as a kid. So this movie really made an impact when I was younger and. For a long time, when I first saw Dawn of the Dead, I hated it because it was not Return. Uh, John, when did you first see this movie? Well, probably 1985. I was negative one, but uh, <laughs> I was watching mm-hmm. it from wherever. From the womb to the tomb, yeah, baby. Exactly. Uh, no, you know, I don't think I saw this till college. Um, okay. And I liked it. Uh, and then every time I watch it, I like it a little bit more. Yeah. What about you, Emma? Yeah, I saw it forever ago, and it's always really funny to me that that I'm doing this because my sisters are both terrified of Tar Man. I mean, he has amazing effects. Like he's so good, but he's yeah, he's got to be like one of the best zombies ever. Like easily, I love it. I saw a lot of other zombie movies first, actually, and so it was really different from a lot of them. But I think yeah, it's always fun. I agree with you, Garrett. Like you cannot not love this movie because it's it's it's. It's 80s campy enough to where you're having a good time with it, which that's one of the things I love about 80s horror so much is like no matter how goofy or serious they try to take themselves, you're going to have like some goofy fun with it. But it had intensity to it. Like when they're fighting off the stuff from getting in, like you really felt like y'all are fucked. Yeah. And it's actually and it also looks better than I remembered it looking. I hadn't seen it in a long time. And then rewatching it, I was like, oh, this doesn't look as like shitty as I thought it would. (laughs) I genuinely think the version they have on Amazon must be some sort of transfer, like a 2K or 4K restoration project. They're releasing a 4K shoutbox. Are they? Blu-ray here next week or two weeks from now. That might be one of the time of recording, not from time of listening. I hope it comes to that 1999 footage you guys were talking about, because that sounds awful. That's Night Of. No, that's Night Of. Oh, okay. That's not Return Of. Yeah. Return Uh, Of is perfect as is, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That DVD exists right now. You could probably buy it for like a penny, or someone (laughs) will give it to you out of sadness. I don't know if it became public domain or what, but yeah, Night of the Living Dead, actually, they released, like, all these different companies had the rights to release it, so you could find, like, different companies releasing Night Of. It is public domain because of the title. It, okay. it went through several title changes and they forgot to copyright the last one or something oh, like nice. that. And it was like immediately in the public domain when it came out. And you can also buy a restored version from Criterion. 
Ooh. for fucking 20 bucks. And I'm like, get fucked, man. It's public domain. Yeah. But at least it doesn't have those weird other scenes in it. Yeah, what you yeah. want to find is John Russo's 1999 30th anniversary <laughs> edition. Okay, that is the peak. The All preacher right. copy. The, oh, preacher, the preacher edition. Yes. I hope that's what it says at the top. <laughs> I'll look for it. Um, I really don't have uh, a lot of history with the zombie franchise, franchise, genre. Mm. Um, I didn't watch a lot of them growing up, and it wasn't until maybe high school that I started to get into them. So I was just confused about Night, Return Ofs, all that stuff. I was just like, I don't even know where to start. It's all just like Monsters and Godzilla and stuff, right? Correct. Yeah, Yeah. way more into the monster stuff. Um, It probably, honestly, truthfully, uh, didn't really get into the zombie stuff until the remake of Dawn of the Dead. That's and that one really one, like right? piqued my interest, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back and start watching some the of these. Bing Rames. Yeah, I agree. That's probably what's a great remake. Got me into yeah. it's not bad. Too. It's it's no. got some moments that I really hate, just because I hated certain things from the '90s that happened in movies or right at the turn of the century. And I, we we've touched on Dawn a little bit in the yeah. past, Dawn of the Dead, but I, I think, think we it's, actually talked about it in one of our. I think uh, the remake's movies. better than the old one. I think the old one's just kind of boring. Yeah, I hate to say it. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, well, them I like that. Us, then we're done. This is a, this <laughs> is a, I like that remake. Yeah. That's fact. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Can we talk about Return of the Living Dead, though? We can, but I do want to just mention something I saw that uh, Ernie, the mortician, he is in a movie from 1988 called Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. And now I want to watch that. Oh, wow. I hear a future episode. <laughs> and choppers as in motorbikes, oh, not helicopters. Now I'm less we interested. Could do it we, could do, <laughs> we could do that and the uh, sorority bowling slime ball, whatever part two that they're making. That's right. That, that looks like it's just made with porn chicks. That would be a good double feature, I'm sure. And yeah, the slime bowl-orama was made with porn chicks, I think, too. Oh, the original one? Yeah, the one from Troma. In the 80s? Uh-huh. Okay. Not Troma. Troma? No, no, that wasn't Troma, I don't think. No, it's Full Moon. The, the Puppet Master go. people. There we go. Oh, Puppet Master and porn. Yeah. They know their audience. <laughs> puppet porn. Charles Band. There we go. One of those. But today, like we said, Living Dead. Let's get back to it. Return of the Living Dead, directed by Dan O'Bannon. Um, Dan O'Bannon did a fair amount of writing and screenplays. He did the screenplay for Alien, mm-hmm. Dead and Buried. Did you guys ever see that one? Yes. Uh, that was an no. early uh, Robert England role. Oh. He had a cameo in that. Uh, writer's credits for this one is Rudy Ricci, as John said earlier, John A. Russo, and Russell Striner. I want to point out that Russell Striner is Johnny from Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. This one stars Clue Gulliger. Rest in peace, Clue. We lost you this month. Aww. Was it this month, really? Yeah, August oh, 5th. Oh, man. Dude was like 93. That's a good Almost run. as old as a queen. Almost. But you may know him from films like... Almost said Friday the Thirteenth. Airwolf. Air, that's a show. <laughs> uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge. He played the dad in that. Uh, we're gonna miss you, Clue. Always enjoyed seeing you pop up. James Karen, another guy who shows up in all kinds of stuff. He plays Frank, and we've got uh, Don Calfa as Ernie, Tom Matthews as Freddy, and he played Tommy Jarvis in the Friday the Thirteenth yep. series. A lot of Friday Thirteenth crossover here. Beverly Randolph is Tina, John Philbin is Chuck, Jewel Shepard is Casey, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. as Spider, and he's the one from Friday the 13th. Yeah. Spider had bad enchiladas. Oh, hey, you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas. Oh, you gonna be all right? And a good perm, really. Beautiful hair. <laughs> Lena Quigley as Trash. Brian Peck as Scuzz, and Mark Venturini as Suicide. This one on Rotten Tomatoes is at a 91% with the critics. 
Wow. That's Good job, a, critics. That's some, impressive. And somehow only out of 46 reviews huh? after all these yeah. years. 79% with the audience, and that's out of 50,000 plus. Get it together, audience. <laughs> the well, hell? I'm sure a lot of people were all like, this seems like a horror movie. Like, this is done. There's too much nakedness. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. It's all be scary. Yeah, but it's 100% out of people who matter. This podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. True. All right. I've got a back of a beta hi-fi oh, shit. to read to you today. That's better than Betamax, John. One of these days, you should take like the Laserdisc, the Betamax, the VHS, and the DVD and just combine it all together into one review. That would be a long <laughs> review. Is Hi-Fi better than Max? It is. Okay. You want to know why? <laughs> yes, I, I do. looked into it a little bit. Please tell us. Are you tired of low fidelity on your VHS tapes, John? I've no. made my opinion on that very clear. Well, well, do I have a product from you? From the mad lads over at Sony Incorporated Limited Productions. Wow. We bring to you Beta Hi-Fi. No longer does the sound sound like it's coming out of a tin can. We've got beautiful channels and extra heads on this player for crisp quality sound. That's from Sony Limited yes. Production Company, whatever the hell you said. Incorporated. Incorporated? Yes. Wow, tell me more. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what the back of the beta hi-fi has to say about Return of the Living Dead. Get fucked. This movie's rad. Check it out. <laughs> the That's end. It it's pretty good. That'd be pretty punk rock okay. of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a middle finger. Buggy, watch me. <laughs> The story that begins with a classic horror movie, Night of the Living Dead, not of the living dead, <laughs> left off. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. That was from Texavania. <clears throat> <laughs> it's a nice callback. When Frank and Freddy, employees of the Unita Medical Supply Company, decide to check out the rumors surrounding the metal cylinders stored in the basement, cylinders reportedly containing the bodies of captured zombies, they've no idea of the horror that awaits them. Frank confidently slaps the side of a cylinder. <laughs> Are they going to tell us the fucking storyline? <laughs> What's it going to take to get you in the cylinder today? That's my favorite joke of the, the whole movie. The cylinder can hold so many bodies. <laughs> <laughs> and to both their horror, a putrid green vapor spurts out. The men are overcome by the fumes. Inside the cases, bodies begin to stir. Their hunger for human brains is as urgent as ever. Oh boy. What a weird way to phrase that. <laughs> but this time, it's not a movie. This time, it's for real. The living dead start chanting for live brains, and they get them in one horror scene after another. Well, that answers oh. that question's answered. <laughs> oh my God. It so happens bad. one scene after the other. <laughs> way to end your box. Is it a movie or not, though? Because they just told me it was real, and now they're telling me it's scenes? I'm confused. I do love how this movie opened up, and it was like, all the events in this movie are real. The names are the same. <laughs> yes. The locations are the same, damn it. It's real. And you're just like, yo, okay, right on. I think John Russo had been watching too much Dragnet the night before. He was like, what if we reverse that? Yeah. Well, you know, like, everything is like, the names have been changed. Like, even Chainsaw had that, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Not this, though. Everyone remembers when Kentucky was nuked. <laughs> Kentucky got fried. Yeah. Oh. Well, what do we think of this one? <laughs> okay, that was really good. I don't know why I didn't think of that one before, but that's really good. Oh, man. This has to be the most memorable zombie movie I can think of. 
in additionally, like what I was sitting like trying to think about what makes it different from other zombie movies is that this may be the first time, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Garrett. I don't know which one came first, but the first time like a zombie actually has like a personality. Like Tarman himself is a standout zombie out of the hordes of yeah. all the others, you know, nameless, ghoulish faces. I don't know if because Tarman was never called Tarman. I mean, like, you know, it was just kind of the nickname given to it over time by fans and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, it may be in the credits. I'm not positive, but <clears throat> I'd be hesitant to say they like gave it personality like it's but I think it was one of the most uh, most memorable and iconic uh, mm-hmm. looking just because of the visual style of it. So I think that definitely helps solidify it as like very memorable. Plus that face so expressive. We don't normally get that with most zombies. You know, we get kind of like just kind of like kind of dead inanimate faces. Tarman, dude, he had like expression. His eyes were bulging. He was like you, it seemed like he was smiling at times when he was about to like chomp on brains. I mean, <laughs> So My I man loves say, brains. Can't get enough of it. Well, obviously, this yeah. movie makes that very clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if this is the first time they really gave it a zombie personality like that, but I think this is definitely one of the first times they really like tried to make the zombies super memorable by the, the way they are. The only other one I could think of is Bubba. Was that for Day of the Bub. Dead? Bub from Day of the Bub Dead. I didn't Day know if he dead. came first. I definitely, I think Day came before. Yeah, I think Day was 1978. Yeah, Day, Day okay. came before um, this one. So I would say, yeah, probably Bub was the, the first. Um, but you know what's weird, though, is like while Bub is very memorable and, you know, you don't forget it. You get the the earphones. You get the like the shot where he shoots the doctor and stuff like that. There's just something that remains disconnected from the audience. You know, Bub always just feels like, you know, like, even though you can like sympathize and understand it, you don't like feel like like, hey, I'm on board with you. Um, Tarman was different. Like you just kind of like, like, dude, get him. Like but yeah. the movie kind of set that expectation that like it's a fucking free for all. So vote for whoever you want. You know, hmm. um, I don't know. I think just the, the, the different feel of the, the two series kind of, you know, makes that go. Gotcha. And Tarman is smart. Like, I love that about him, that he's not just like he can like, use a fucking winch. I know. He's like, I'm going to fucking get you. I dude. forgot about <laughs> that. And I was just like, I was like, this dude's solving, solving Resident Evil 8 puzzles. What will he not do for brains? I'll tell you what, he's going to get them brains. <laughs> Um, I just looked it up. Day of the Dead, 1985. These both came out the same oh. year. Oh. I wonder if there was some sort Dawn, of... Dawn came Dawn out. Dawn was 78. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if there's some sort of competing, we got to get our zombie movie out before the other guy. Summer like a zombie. whole Master and Commander Pirates of the Caribbean situation. Or uh, Armageddon and... Deep uh, Impact. Deep, Deep Impact. Impact, yeah. I'm telling you, if y'all haven't seen Master and Commander, check that fucking Such a good out. movie. So good. Is that yeah. Russell Crowe? Yeah. yeah. That's a Russell Crowe, Benedict Cumber... No, not... Um, who's the guy from... Uh, who played Jarvis in um, Avengers? Uh, oh, uh, Paul Bettany. Yeah. Yeah. He's in it. He's rad, too. Anyway, it's, it's it's nothing like Pirates of the Caribbean, though. No, very, very like <laughs> serious, much more realistic. dramatic, you know, movie, yeah. but really good. Uh, a lot of firsts in this movie, though. It's first time zombies eat brains or crave brains. First time they run. Uh, so some interesting firsts. I love that they made them the brain eaters. Yeah, like that that is what makes zombies so freaky. Wait, first they time they brains? use radios. Mm. I couldn't tell by the ninety thousand times <laughs> they were like brains. Yeah. Also, there's a porn parody out there, I believe, where they actually say no. butts instead of brains. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've mm-hmm. seen that. Oh my so. god! Talk about high art. <laughs> love it. Look, I, I have a weird love for fucking terrible porn parodies. I don't know why, but it's just so charming that that fucking genre decided to like let's just really delve into Hollywood and make and they just some of the like effort they put into like make things like play on words it's so you gotta respect it I've never seen it but my buddy's uh, dad in high school had a tape called Edward Penis Hands that's what I'm saying like just that level Mm -hmm. it's high art right there boy that humor 
So they talk in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the fact that they talk. I wish they had gone Gremlins too. Actually, what I'd like to say is... <laughs> the zombie strapped to the yeah. gurney is like, well, see, I eat the brains because it the helps the pain. calories and delicious. Mm. It's Atkins approved. Yeah, it's I all like protein. It. <laughs> I love that they talk. I think it brings a lot to this genre uh, that you don't see a lot of ever again. Like, I don't remember seeing zombies talk since. Well, our yeah. first introduction is that when like the zombie goes over to the, the radio and the ambulance and he's like, send more paramedics. Send, yeah. More, yeah. send more cops. <laughs> Which I thought was a really funny gag. I loved it. But mm-hmm. I honestly do have a little bit of a problem where the zombies talk. I prefer them not to talk because they are a little more scary and more carnal, more like kind of primal. And that aspect, when they can talk, you're like, oh, they are willingly making a choice. They're, they can think. They're capable of logic and reason. They're driven by something that they can't really control. But like, they're also like, you know, like, oh, well, I could just go to the store and get brains, cap brains there. Like, you know, like there's there's a way to solve this without them just going ape shit. So when he's like biting your head off, you'd be like, you'd be more scary if you were quiet. Like, while bro, you're doing I can twenty bucks so we can take care of this. Let me take you out for a meal, dude. I think something. Oh that God, I'd love to basically like suicide and tar man cut to them at a fancy restaurant. Just like, so what are you? What are you all about? Well, you know, people call me tar man, and it really hurts my feelings. I feel like I got feelings too, man, and no one respects my car rides. <laughs> I think there's a real problem with the zombie franchise right now that I think this is so refreshing to come back to this type of movie is that zombie movies now become, look how crappy human beings are. They're the worst of all of it. And then the zombies just become a backdrop to this human drama that's so fucking boring half the time. Yeah, that was like a clever idea the first three times he did it. Like times 7,000. It's like, I get it. Humans suck. Nine nine seasons of The Walking Dead is like all they do now. Maybe we are the monsters. Right. We've done that to death. I agree that like them talking kind of made them a little bit less scary, but that what they say is that you, when you're a zombie, you feel yourself decomposing. Yeah. The pain of, and that is fucking terrifying. So actually I think that that added a different kind of fear. It's like, you're not so much scared. I mean, the zombies are scary. They do bite your head open, (laughs) eat your brains. The gore in this movie definitely like made me like queasy at times. It's just like the first time like that Tarman eats open a suicide's head. Every time you see that, you're just like, oh, open so fast. (laughs) You see like the skull crunch in and you're just like, God, you don't normally see that level of like gore, even in like the modern bite into a peach. There's no effort (laughs) at all. (laughs) He's got a really soft skull. You know that (laughs) one. (laughs) (laughs) So easily. And I'll, I'll agree with you, Emma. Like once you get that backstory from the tied down zombie, like, okay, you know, like it's more acceptable at that point. But again, it just it comes back to like, okay, well, we can reason this out. You know, like if they're in that much pain, cool, let's do something about it. I they do have I, to eat live brains, so they couldn't just go to the store. Yeah, they say live brains okay, sometimes. Okay, I must have not heard that part. Also, it didn't really seem all that reasonable. I don't think you could just talk it out with them. I don't know. I think by the time you tried to talk it out with them, uh, they'd be eating your face. <laughs> I, think, I think they would pretend like they're going to talk with you so that look, you come look, out and they can eat your brains. Someone who's also dead inside and just feels themselves dying a little more each day. And Have you tried brains? No, I haven't. <laughs> See, you're suicide. You think that you're not? You're like this punk rock guy who's fucked on the inside. (laughs) I had a dream once where I wandered into a basement and found a whole ecology and world of zombies that had been allowed to grow for hundreds of years, and they actually became intelligent, only to find out that we've been killing off their children. What? Regular zombies. That's a rowdy dream, bro. (laughs) So cool. Regular zombies just hadn't had time to form and think and grow. This is the weirdest episode of the Grave Talk we've probably ever done. Whoa! So if you like. Okay, a little zombie civilization. Yeah, if we left them to their own devices, they'd learn. They'd grow. You know, they're They'd like have baby zombies. Yeah, 
So I don't know. I think there's room to go with this like kind of conscious thinking zombie. And we've seen it in other ones. Well, right? Have you seen Return of the Living Dead part two and three? And I stuff haven't. Like that? No. Okay. no. They, there's a lot more personality in the, the dead and stuff like okay. that as we get going. And Romero dipped into that too. Like the uh, land of the dead, right? Mm-hmm. We had that zombie who wandered through the water and got to the civilization. He could start talking The, the leader of the, yeah. And also Bub, right? Like, so we've seen some. Well, that's the thing is that was, that was a natural progression of Bub. Yeah. That Romero was kind of doing. It was like, they can they can be taught through what they knew you know they can kind of like tap back into that and stuff like that under the right circumstances so really i wonder if the natural progression of these films would get to a point where the zombie could be almost as smart as us i wonder if russo or whoever uh, o'bannon whoever um wanted to go in a more like 80s campy over the top horror style and romero wanted to keep it more like down to earth Mm -hmm. realistic and that was maybe where the divide again i'm totally speculating well they divided like in 1969 pre-80s stuff Ramiro's stuff is always very grounded. You know, it's like Nolan's Batman versus like Burton's Batman, you know? Right. And based off what I saw in this movie, like you can tell that they wanted to go like balls to the wall 80s with it. That's what makes it so good. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Horror movie idea. Hollywood, get at us. Take your dream, zombie civilization, and then the humans invade, and it's from a zombie point of view, and it just looks like these humans are just massacring all these zombies that we become friends with. I like it. Yeah. Man, we're good. With we're ideas. so good. Dances we're the with be- the dead. We Love can be with dances oh. with wolves type fucking thing, but we can switch it up with zombies and humans. Yeah. How is there not a Dance of the Dead movie yet? It's right there. Well, there is Return of the Living Dead, Rave to the Grave. That's that 2000 remake thing, right? It's not a remake. It's a fucking... Was oh, it a sequel? It's it's a... Yeah, it's a standalone fucking sequel where, like, they do a rave and these kids pop pills and become zombies. And uh, it's... It looks like, like, an Amityville, like, budget flick. Rave to the grave. All right. Yeah. They also say rave to the grave, like eight times in the trailer they were so happy they came up with that phrase they're like evil dies tonight is it that bad (laughs) it's it's worse than that in my opinion because it rhymes that makes it better no love a good rhyme well how does this one kick off other than we got our dragnet opening parody oh well i I turned it off after that i was too scared so (laughs) this is real click i didn't know i was watching a documentary i ain't watching no real stories on here uh, no, it opens up with uh, Freddy, and it's his first day at like a medical cadaver store shop warehouse. Warehouse. I like they're, store. They're not open for business. <laughs> no, you just come in. You're like, I need a two hu- adult female with perfect teeth and half a dog. Yeah, that explains that so long. I'm like, <laughs> I get it. Like, <laughs> that's a two AFPT. Uh, which the A stands for adults. <laughs> See, I actually really love that because it was just like because he's like he's like now you may think this part's troubling and then Freddie goes like PT stands for perfect teeth and he's like you got it son and I was like oh this is just wonderful like 1950s like kind of like educational oh, video it's so great and he's like you might be wondering where did all these people with perfect teeth come from <laughs> I was like I wasn't but I am now I know that's actually a good point yeah I was endeared to Freddie's character so fast based off like the interaction he was having with uh, Bert. Yeah, because Frank is the guy who runs the place. No, Frank is. It's Frank and Freddie, and Bert is Clue Gulliver. Okay. Oh, okay. And then Ernie is the mortician. Correct. Yes. Okay. I uh, love that there is a Bert and Ernie. Yes. Holy shit! <laughs> I didn't put that together. Thank you, Emma. That's why you're here, making those Sesame Street connections. Wait till you see the Big Bird in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about puppets, zombies on Sesame Street. There we go. Oh, That's it. Bam. Hollywood, get the fuck at us. <laughs> Actually, though, the Tarman guy was a puppeteer. Yeah. 
like for for um, Jim Henson. Get out of my dreams and get into my car. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Tar man? Yeah. Yeah, the okay. actor. I get it. And did no, the Muppets. Uh, his car. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. I, got yeah, a, yeah. I got a convertible with the top goes back, man. Okay. Everyone wants rides. All right. And you no might, one ever thanks me for it. You might need to put a towel down first. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have tar all over your seats. You have to get the chain now. <laughs> Uh, then they're in the office, and uh, Freddie's like, hey, what's the weirdest shit you've ever seen uh, working here? And he's like, I'll tell you what it is. You know that movie Night of the Living Dead? Totally real. Everything about that happened. And because the army's a bunch of fuck-ups, they sent the bodies here to us. And, and because we didn't know what to do with them, we just put them in the basement. And we're like, we will keep this here and never tell anybody about it. And Freddie is like... Well, let's go. Let's go slap. Yeah, I want to see that. And they say that they've been down there for 14 years. Yeah. Why would the government leave those there for 14 well, years? For they are looking for them. They got their top guy on it. He loves lamb chops. It took them over 14 years to not find them. Well, you see how long that guy worked at the task? He would come in, berate his Push wife. Push a few buttons, yeah. put a plug in and be like, well, I've done a good day's work. Yeah. He's are like, you talking about the, the general? The general, yeah. The, yeah. Yes, I see. Yes, I see. And then what did you so do? So they got their top guy on it, uh, spending 12 seconds a day looking for it. So <laughs> We tried nothing, man, and we're all out of ideas. Yeah. I only do my job in the middle of the night <laughs> when we're both dead asleep. Pretty much. <laughs> but on the other hand, that guy was like fucking ready to tell someone that secret. Oh. Like he's like, what's the weirdest thing? He's like, actually, there's zombies in the basement. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Freddy's the first one that's ever actually indulged that past like, oh God, <laughs> here we go. He was so ready to divulge that. Wait. Yeah. It's so yeah. crazy. Like, he, he, thing is, I bet he tells that story to Everybody, like, oh, here he is telling that fucking story again. All Honey, right, can Frank. I tell you a secret? No, no, you can't because yeah. <laughs> I will tell everybody. Dude, I've been on the job for four hours. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> Keep that shit to yourself. But the cool thing is, they decide to go check it out and they go downstairs and, like, this is it. This is the drum that they're in. And then he slaps the shit out of it. Wait, is this going to leak? No. This right here is built by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Slap. And, and it, then immediately gets gassed. It yes. just explodes gas all over them. And they both go down coughing. And the first time I ever saw this movie, I was like, that's not going to go good for them. Uh, I love that joke. So he's so confident about the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. And then we get our John Carpenter style intro where we get the title cut and we get some really cool synth music. And um, yeah, we get to see Tarman's face like melting away yeah. inside the, like, the tube or that looks tub so cool. or whatever. Yeah. Those effects. Yeah. So was Tarman, was he in one of the canisters yes. or was yeah. he the guy hanging in the. No, no he was in the canister. Yellow, yellow man. Yeah, is yellow man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than okay. yeah we, uh, he yeah. gets okay. cut up. We, we, yellow man's head gets cut off. How's he going to be Tarman later? Why are you accusing me of being pro yellow man? I, I okay, Listen, <laughs> I never met a team yellow zombie person before, but now we got one. Mark. I just couldn't remember which where Tarman came from. But That's it's all. like you didn't watch the movie, though. What do you mean I didn't watch the movie? There's so many zombies. I just forgot which bag he crawled out but of. That's no, all I'm asking. It's so easy to keep track of like how they look there's and where they come zombies. from. There's two zombies. There's a yellow one and there's a tube one. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah. We see the group of punks oh, now. right. Our crew, our motley crew, if you will. And walking down the street, and they're like, yo, what are we going to do tonight? And he's like, we're going to go uh, hang out and pick up Freddy at 10. And like, where is he at? He's like, he's got a job. He's like, what a dick. Fucking like, worker. God. Yeah. It's like, dude, Freddy's going to keep you guys in food. Y'all need to calm down. Uh, but this is where we see the, the group, and it is the most eclectic 80s like group of rabble. Like, you've got like street punks. You've got new wave kids. You've got preps. I mean, it's kind of like a, just a true, like make you feel good that like, you know, you know, a society can survive. Yeah. It's like a grab bag of teens, just a whole throw <laughs> together. A cornucopia of yeah. messes. I wanted to know how those 
preppy ones ended up with the punks. I'm telling they were friends. I think Emma nailed it. Or was it John? Maybe. Somebody said it that like basically they were friends beforehand. Yeah. They all grew up in the same building. These okay. are building punks. Ah, all right. Uh, yeah. So they've all been friends since childhood. There's my, my mm-hmm. backstory uh, that I created for them. I have, I have a, a whole binder, actually. I wrote out for everyone. Where I, I feel like suicide <laughs> got into the punk rock stuff and then everyone else has kind of followed him into it. I yeah. think maybe they were all new wave at one point. Well, I think he was getting bullied a little bit, and then he he gravitated toward punk because he was getting you know he felt like ah oh, I need to have a tough exterior because I'm so sensitive on That's the inside. Saying. I think I think they were new wave, and they kind of just like some of them went. I think Spider is a low key Smiths fan, mm. maybe a mod, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. I think he's just still dressing punk, but he doesn't feel punk on the inside. He hasn't trained, yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. he doesn't want to let his friends know and, and then get made. Right, he's yeah. got to keep up the appearances. Yeah, because they all kind of bully each other a little bit. A little yeah, bit. They're yeah. kind of mean. Yeah, uh, and they're like, okay, well, how are we going to kill time till ten o'clock? And they're like, oh, I know. Let's call suicide and go to the cemetery. Well, no, they don't decide on that yet. They say let's call suicide. Yeah, they just car, drive around. Yeah, and like, what are we gonna do? It's like, hey, look, there's a cemetery, and they're like, no, and they're like, yeah, and suicide's like, yup. Well, yeah, because they're like, oh, are you gonna pay for gas if we just drive around? And they're like, <laughs> like well, that's so funny. Like, since we've established I'm anti-job, no, I wanted someone to be like, no, but Freddie will. Yeah. <laughs> Also, never mind the fact that it's like clearly 3 p.m. in the afternoon. They're like, he doesn't get off for another two hours, you know, at 10 p.m. I'm like, hold on. I know where the sun is in relevance to time. But okay, movie, I'll let you go. Yeah, well, this is zombie time. It's running on a whole different uh, right. uh, cycle. They're Day- not on the Gregorian calendar. No, days are very short, night very long. Oh. So, Makes so sense. now we cut back to the warehouse where Freddie and Frank are now kind of like, oh, man, we kind of fucked up, didn't we? First, they're like, well, let's not deal with this at all. And then they are like, oh, what's that weird sound? Uh, and they go upstairs, and the half dog is just sort of like on its side. Yep, the alive. So good. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're so freaked out by it. They start hitting it. <laughs> I yeah. mean, honestly, come on. You can't tell me you would not hit a half dog. Freddie gets a cane and just starts beating the shit out of it. And I was but like, it's such a cute little dog. And it's like, I had those sound effects. I was like, oh, this is making me so sad for this little half dog. I'm just not convinced that a half dog for medical purposes would have any living tissue anymore. It would have been treated, cultured, lacquered. Well, one could say that a dead body doesn't have any living tissue. Yeah, a skeleton comes alive later. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Biomaterial. Yeah, eyeballs. (laughs) Yes, that was my favorite thing. And I was like, ooh, skeleton with eyes. Excellent. So I don't, I think this with this, uh, Tryptophan one two three or whatever it is doesn't need any any living material. One two three, <laughs> living or dead, but bio like you know what I'm talking about, right? Like some sort of matter that would be yeah. No, this stuff's reanimated. That good. If you were ever alive, this stuff this mm-hmm. it's got what you need. Okay, even if it's been drenched <laughs> yeah, in formaldehyde and in what other chemicals to it's make it. It's got the juice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, they've brought the dead back because the gas has filled up the warehouse. So anything inside that's dead can now come back to life. And, and they yeah. hear banging from the full cadaver room. Mm-hmm. And they're like... The hanging room. The hanging room. Yeah. And it turns out this is where Yellow Zombie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have a plan. They're going to let it out and hit its head. Oh, well, no, then they call the boss first. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they lock yes. it in there and they call. I have it written down. Hold on. Yeah, they first they're like, let's call the cops. They're like, the cops? Are you crazy? Uh, we have a problem. <laughs> That's what they say. He's like, yeah, no, I'm sure. <laughs> then that scene ends and I was like, what a beautiful way to end that scene. So, Bert, my favorite part of this whole scene is Bert's like, all right, Frank, you're going to take the stick. 
And then, Freddie, you're going to go over there and unlock the door. I'm going to go way the fuck over here and hide <laughs> in the back. And he starts, like, yelling the lock combination over to Freddie. And when, as soon as he unlocks it, the yellow zombie just beelines straight at Bert and just fucking <laughs> yeah. tackles him. I'm like, yes, that's hilarious. And so much for down. your plan. Yeah. You know, in Bert's defense, my man was just at home, living, relaxing, and then he gets a call that his fuck-up employees have <laughs> created a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, true. It wasn't his fault. Uh, You've got to wonder what kind of fuck-up when someone says, hey, we work with dead things, we fucked up. You got to be like, hmm, I should definitely go in and check this out. Yeah. The road of possibilities are narrow <laughs> at that point. Yeah. And this is obviously not Freddy's first time fucking up because Bert is not surprised. This is not Freddy's <laughs> first rodeo. He's no. like, oh, I'm going to have to clean up after fucking Freddy again. Did we lose another new guy? <laughs> the new guy's like, what? <laughs> Just put him in the container with the rest of them. So they pin Yellow Zombie down and they're, they're and they take a pickaxe and they, they slam it through the head. And for all we know at this point, hitting a zombie in the head should kill it. That's the plan because they're like, in the movie yeah. the movie as like factual like this is how it works and they're like well that's not working you son of a bitch and then like they're freaking out i love how um the whole time freddie's like oh god oh man what do we do oh god and they're just like calm down be yeah. brave freddie freddie's got one of the best lines in the whole film he's like do you mean the movie's lied to us he's so <laughs> indignant about it it's the best um so I mean, that is what you would do if there was zombie oh, apocalypse you'd yeah. be like well you gotta destroy the brain and totally. If that didn't work, you would be like, well, what are we supposed to do yeah, now? Their escalation path makes total sense, right? Once they nailed it in the head, they're like, all right, let's cut it apart. And then it turns out each individual part is still alive doing crazy zombie shit. Let me, let me solve the horror genre for you right here. And again, everyone, I've been saying this since episode probably one or two. Fire solves everything. Wolfman, burn it. Dracula, burn it. Zombies, mm -hmm. burn it. Haunted houses, burn it. Done. Yeah. Dolls. D yeah, dolls, burn that shit. Mm. Which is where they go next. After they cut it apart and it didn't work, they're like, you know what? My best friend Ernie uh, is a mortician, so I'm going to go over there and be really weird. And <laughs> <laughs> Ernie, who's just next door, working on a cadaver, listening to fucking... Smoking a pipe, doing his living his best life, and Bert comes in and he's like, "Hey, Ernie, how long have we been friends?" Which is when you know someone's gonna ask you to do some shady shit. <laughs> I have a note here that says these two have made out secretly at least once. <laughs> Just the way they're in interacting, I was like, mm -hmm, "There's a past here." <laughs> I mean, they are Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Again, I did not make that connection, but. This just goes to further my argument. And Bert's like, Ernie, put down your rubber ducky and listen to me. <laughs> Ernie was so flippant with his pipe and his hands covered in blood. Yeah. He's just like going for his face. And I'm like, Ernie, come on, man. He's, my man's been a mortician for a long time. Like he doesn't mind putting other people's blood on his face. No, in fact, he couldn't wait to tell you about Rigor Mortis. Look, I just found out you're not supposed to touch your face with raw chicken hands, okay? Oh, well. No, I'm just you kidding. <laughs> I've known that for a little while, but for a while I did not know. And that's why you've been sick so much. I yeah. have not been sick that much. <laughs> Botulism. <laughs> Garrett's best friend. <laughs> Salmonella, 17 times in a row. Could not put it together. <laughs> On your 12th one, you get a free office visit. Yeah. Free hospital visit. Getting the punch card and everything. Uh, I don't remember why he starts talking about rigor mortis, because Bert's just trying to get him to uh, ask a favor. Because well, er he's, he's excited to, to talk to someone about what he does. He's yeah. passionate about the dead. And he's like, it's all in the head. And then it comes down to your organs and then your muscles. But you can work it out, you know. So and we he, call this foreshadowing, John. Oh, uh, could be. Because we're describing how rigor mortis works and the effects and the the behavior of it. So later on, when a certain character, Freddy, <laughs> has rigor mortis, the audience knows, oh my God, he's got the rigor. Mm, the rigor, which is what they call it. Yes. I always it. call it the mortis myself. Oh, okay. Uh, well... It's not as cool as the rigor. <laughs> it's, it's an East Coast terminology. East Coast, West Coast. I dig it. So anyway, Bert's like, 
So anyway, I've got these bag of weasels. <laughs> I'm going to need some help with these weasels. Okay, so when he says, he's like, what's in the bag? Weasels. I was like, this is a Weird Al song. Yeah. Like, this is right. not happening it's right It's weasel now. stomping day. <laughs> yeah. But man, like, why do you, why did he even try to bullshit? Like, he, he immediately goes, I lied about the weasels two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Because he, no shit, Bert. He's like, oh, we can't just throw him in the fire. Let me shoot him first. He pulls out his like fucking forty five, and he's like, uh, well, no, we can't shoot him because it's just not going to work. Just trust me. These are rabid, unshootable weasels. <laughs> well, I love Ernie for that because yeah, it's like, hey, I have these live rabid weasels. Can we just throw them in the incinerator? And he's like. No, that's not okay. Yeah. He's like, well, okay, check this out. Opens a bag and it's the yellow man's severed arm and it like grabs his leg and tears his tracksuit. One leg of his tracksuit. Yeah. And L. Cool J was like, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I kind of got the feeling that Ernie might have seen some shit like this before because he does not react enough to a man seeing an arm grabbing well, and tearing at question, his pants. Question, and I and I can't remember if I, I saw this or not, but like, did Ernie have his holster on his person at this time when he was working on the cadavers because I, the next time we I see Ernie so. he's got his gun holster on his hip like a big leather like strap and holster on his like waistband yeah did he have that when he was working on the dead bodies yes he stays strapped then that dude has seen some dead things that need to be burned before. because when Bert Most first right. walked in to Ernie's office Bert pulls a fucking gun on her. Ernie oh, yeah, pulls a gun yeah, on her. That's right. And then Bert's like, whoa. Uh, so Ernie does not play. He's just ready to go. Um, and so, yes, I agree with you, Mark, though, because Ernie's like, ah, that's weird, but what are you going to do for me? Like, dude, what? <laughs> like, yeah. you're going to owe me big. And I never got, I wanted to know what he wanted. Like, yeah, he's just, something so gross he didn't want to tell he anybody. He went 20 minutes alone <laughs> with the corpses. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, Ernie. He's already alone with the corpses. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, he spends all day. He wants 20 minutes with Bert. Non rigorous. Oh. Mortis corpses, okay? <laughs> he wants those perfect teeth. No. <laughs> he wants to make a necklace. Uh, yeah, so Ernie, he does dance around it, but he's like, fine, let's burn it. And and rightfully so, Frank and Freddie are like, all right, but what about the bones? We're like, all right, we'll turn it up even higher. It's like, we got to get everything dead. He's like, what about the ashes? All right, we'll burn the ashes. Like, all right, I think you just made that up because that's what ashes are, the unburnable part, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they throw it in there and and, uh, and burn the zombie. And lo and behold, the smoke of the dead. Causes Another good movie title. Oh, yeah. Smoke yeah. of the Dead. It's like a weed movie. Though. Yeah, it's definitely a 420. <laughs> yeah. It's a full moon feature. Definitely. Um, <laughs> it, it goes up into the atmosphere, and wouldn't you know it, by golly, there's a storm a brewing. Well, I think it makes rain. I think burnt zombies makes rain. I think because that, that happened it just combined. I think it was just a, a it's perfect. It's too fortunate storm. to happen twice, though. <laughs> okay, you're right. So you think that the smoke causes clouds to rain? It must. Okay. Or, That's just science with John. Or the you know trapezoid seven eight nine or whatever the hell chemical it is causes it to rain. I don't know, but it happens twice. At the beginning and the end of the movie. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it starts raining, and uh, all the mixture of the moisture and the rain plus the smoke chemical rains on the cemetery that's next door. Hold the yeah, fuck we missed up. the best Hold part. Hold the fuck up. Yeah, we'll have to Me and Emma are over here losing our minds because we have skipped the part where the punks get to the cemetery and then trash just goes off, baby. Yes. Yeah, so while all of this is happening, I'll let Garrett explain his favorite part of the movie. Favorite part of cinema as a whole. As a whole. Okay. okay. Without this scene, the genre, the, the, the medium doesn't need to exist. Yes, I love trash. 
probably the first time someone's been naked on film. I so. swear to God, if this podcast ever gets played for Liana quickly, I'm not going to be able to go to any horror conventions. Um, so basically what happens before this, you know, as, as they're having that conversation between Ernie and Bert and Freddie and all them. Snuffle up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mr. Hooper. Oscar. Mr. Toby Hooper. The Grouch is like, I told you this shit would happen the whole time. <laughs> anyway. Um, is he related to trash? Oh, oh, shit. He is in a can. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I picked up on what <laughs> Oh, sexy Oscar the Grouch comes out. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> Don't Oscar's Google take, it. I'm Oscar's sure it exists. Again. Again. Yeah. Good costume. Sexy <laughs> <Yeah>. Oscar. <laughs> Get some light over here. I love it because it's trash. Yes, I love trash. Oh, God. Um, so anyway, the punks are like, you know, like, what are we going to do? They, they've, they've suicide has picked them up in his convertible at this point. And they're like, I don't know. Let's go to the cemetery. So they go to the cemetery and everyone. It's, it's dark immediately because classic movie. Um, they're all sitting around and uh, trash just starts talking, just waxing philosophical on things. She's like, you ever you wanted like to be dead? To basically have people eat your body while you're still alive. And while she's saying this, she is getting all horned up. She is rubbing herself down. She's into it. And out of nowhere, boom, switches flip. She's like, it's time to get naked. Straight up. Bam. Tops off. Boom. She goes and lays on a fucking giant, like what do they call the stone? Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus type things. She starts writhing and wriggling and she's taking her clothes off and Boom, trash is naked. But as that's happening, a buddy is like, guys, come quick. Trash is taking the clothes off again, which is a regular occurrence for her, which I love the fact that it's just a known thing. You take trash somewhere, she's going to get naked. Okay. I love that about her character. So, she's just, so fun. I wish I had that kind of confidence, you know? Like, oh. I'll take my pants off, but I got to keep my shirt on, you know? But why keep the leg warmers on? Because it's for hot. For fucking fashion, bro. Mm -hmm. It was I, super hot. That's why. The fact I'm not that I complaining. <laughs> I was just asking. She got everything else off. But Look, those. I've seen that Jamie Lee Curtis. How hard did to get those like, leg warmers I've never off? ever yeah, worn so. leg warmers, Sean. I wouldn't yeah. know. Abby, well, Mark. I haven't. Promise. Oh, you should. Didn't even know they were a thing. Well, how do you keep your legs warm? Pants. <laughs> Pants, blankets, you know, the usual. That's why I wear shorts so much, just so I can wear my leg warmers. Oh. Yeah. What color are they? Neon green. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I just pulled my socks up very, very <laughs> Would you please? We're talking about Naked Trash here, okay? So Naked Trash is doing her thing. Everyone's playing music. They're having a good time. Everyone's just loving it. We she's find like out dancing that, as she's getting uh, undressed. So it's pure, she has pure a perfect, perfect body. Mwah! Chef's kiss that. Anyway, so um, at this point, Carly and um, Chuck are sitting there hanging out and Chuck's like, hey, what's up? Like he clearly wants to bone down and she's just like, not a chance in hell, you fuck. And you know, hey, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, that's just the way it is. So Carly gets up and walks off and she's like, oh boy, trash is getting naked again. Again, the women in this group are very much just kind of like, here we go again. But you know what? To be fair, trash is the party. She yeah, brings Why the don't they join off. in? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Nothing's hotter than naked people in a cemetery. Straight up. So they get done dancing. Depends on the people. <laughs> Fair, point. Good Fair point. point. But you know what? At the same time, it's Have about you, confidence, bro. Do you remember Midsummer's sex shed? Oh yeah. <laughs> do I ever? <laughs> do I ever? Okay. Is, was that as hot as this? It depends on your uh, your. Depends your time on the day. day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so anyway, after uh, the LSD, I think it was when that was. <laughs> yeah. Well then definitely. Yes. <laughs> At this point, suicide's just standing there and he's just staring off in the distance and trash gets down and her leg warmers and that's it and walks over and she is just all over him. And she's like, come on, baby, let's do this. Oh my God. I'm so hot. I'm in the cemetery. And he's like, would you respect the dead? 
and shoves her away, which I don't care what the situation is. Mm -hmm. If your life is about to be taken, you don't kick a naked Leona Quigley off. Well, he doesn't know. Yes, it doesn't matter. I'm saying in even that extreme of moment, you never, never Mm -hmm. push a naked Leona Quigley off. Suicide's got eyes for spider. Ooh. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe there's something going on there. That's but anyway, that's where he gets into his whole like, you know, like, man, y'all don't respect me. This is not a game to me. This is just a costume. No, I got feelings. Punk is a lifestyle, bro. Yeah, yeah. bro, he's got a lot going on. It's, he's the best. I love that they make him such a strong character so yeah. quickly. <laughs> it's so good. And then trash is not deterred though. She's back there just like, yeah, that's it. Fucking give me some poetry. I'm just going to fucking finger myself. And you're like, dude, best movie ever. Then we cut back to the mortuary. Yeah. Where they're going to actually burn the body. And that's when they make the death smoke or the the zombie smoke, if you will. Smoke of the dead. Smoke Smoke of the dead. (laughs) There it is. I couldn't remember the name. And yeah, and immediately it becomes acid rain. And then, so they're all panicking, and they're like, oh, it burns. Uh, the punks. The punks, yes. yes and they run into thing. Suicide's car, they put up the, the roof, and they're like, well, this fucking sucks. I busted out the windows last week. <laughs> oh, shouldn't have done that. He's literally I Andrew Dice Clay. Like, like, the windows, like, I can't, I busted him out. And you're just like, why? Classic suicide. I don't know. Because why, why not, John? That's what punks do. Yeah. Dude, they break stuff. Your own stuff? Other people's Anarchy. stuff, I guess. Anarchy, man. <laughs> He's I'm going to kick a hole through my window right now just to prove a point. I bet he wishes he had those windows now as he's getting zombie brain on Can him. Can we get a window in here? No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have window budget. Uh, so at this point, like... The zombies all... St- the cemetery starts coming alive. You know, we get a great surf rock song during this. Or what's the... It's Party Time is the name of the song. <laughs> That's the funniest mm-hmm. part. Yeah, and it's, it's like... It is pure, like, 80s, like, new wave cock rock. Well, let's check in with Resident, uh, does it slapper? Yes. Does it slap? Yeah, no, this... <laughs> let's check in with our Resident slapper. Yes, well, as a slap expert, I would say this All the British does... listeners are like, what the fuck? Oh, the, the Brits know. Uh, <laughs> uh, it does slap, as a matter of fact. This is this slapped pretty hard. It's got Surfing Dead by the Cramps, Slaps. Party Time by 45 Grave. We even got TSOL in here. Yeah, it's a two-handed slap right yep. there. True Sounds of Liberty. Uh, obviously, this. yeah. It's great. The Damned, man, what's not to like? Oh, this soundtrack is fucking yeah, amazing. It's a really good soundtrack. Yeah. Couldn't I tell you. I love how whenever the dead come back, that's whenever you get that that skeleton that comes up mm. and then he opens his eyes <laughs> and it's, a, it's party time. Well, the, the, the like when it emerges from the dirt though, that was really creepy. Yeah, like it is really like what the fuck, man. And then yeah, when it opens its eyes, it's like oh yeah. What is the minimum amount of biomatter that could be re? I almost said regurgitated. What's the word? Reanimated. Reanimated. Good question. Turns out two eyes. That's it? That's it. Because the skeleton, that's all he had left. Two Two eyes eyes. and a nervous system. I don't know. Not even a nervous system. Not even that. Yeah. Yeah. Just marrow. Just marrow eyes. I don't even think that the skeleton wasn't there for braids. He was just there to party. Skeleton was like. (laughs) Did somebody say party? (laughs) I'm ready to rock and roll. I don't Mm -hmm. even got teeth, but. He was great. Great effect. Yes. Uh, All the effects in this movie. Yeah. Every single one of them. Nothing yes. nothing stood out as hokey, corny, or crappy. I'm taking bets. Is everyone going to go on the podcast today before we end this? I think have we I all done so. it so far. No, me and you, Mark. Okay, two more to go. Because we know what's up. Listener, pay attention. When will the next <laughs> one come? It's a drinking game. <laughs> Every time we make a sound and a hand gesture that you can't see, 
drink. Yeah. Well, now I'm just not going to do it. And if you get all four, you can have lunch with John. No, but he wants that. That's punishment. <laughs> Eat John. Like a zombie. Oh. Also punishment. His Very brain. fatty meat. So, uh, John's like the most in shape person here. And he's just like, God, I'm hideous. And I'm just like, get wrecked. Thank you. I'm going to be riding that compliment for the Look, rest of my life. Our listeners love you. We all think you're in great shape, John. Thank you. Just, just be who you are. Man. I am. You know what, we though? Have the confidence of trash, man. This is a lifestyle, Garen. <laughs> See, that's why you are suicides. You're so sweet. You're like, John, you actually look great. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to be with my friends. Riding John, this high for the rest of my life. I'm also going to ride your guys' asses because, no. you know, this is not a fucking. I hope so. And you're yeah. going to drive everybody around. John, yes. John, do me a favor and put your clothes back on, though. I don't need you dancing around in leg warmers right now. Oh. I know you're high on the, the compliment. Yeah. So let's bring it back down. And let's get back to where our punks are now running into the uh, the storage building. Yeah, they kind of split up, right? So some yeah. of them go to the car, and then... Well, the, the car roof starts leaking, and they yeah. realize that's just not going to work for them because they're going to get flooded in this car with no windows. Mm. And so. acid rain. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the reason they run inside, because it is acid rain. They're like, it's burning. I don't feel good. Still never seen acid rain in real life. Well, that's because we fixed I it. I was threatened by it by our science teachers in fourth grade. Did you ever think your roof was going to like basically get eaten away because of acid rain? I was sure. As, I was a, gonna, as a kid, yeah. I was always worried that my roof was going to get well, a whole I was going to fall into quicksand, mm-hmm. be burned alive by acid rain, and then kidnapped. Oh, and yeah. hole in the ozone. Yeah, yes. Right. Fixed, well, we fixed that, then we broke it again. So yeah. way to go, humans. At some point when they're, they're running outside in this acid rain, we actually cut to inside the warehouse. And this is where we get to first see Tar Man. He emerges from his, um, his metal cocoon. Yeah, like a and, butterfly. Just a beautiful um, zombie just, butterfly. <laughs> perfect metamorphosis <laughs> into the glory that is Tar Man. The one thing that also is very iconic about his look is he's, kind of, he's super drippy. His clothes are kind of like shredded and stuff like that. Now, I'm not sure if he's supposed to be the dude from the first movie. Uh, the black guy or whatever uh, from the first movie. Oh. He's got the height and he's got like that huh. kind of same build and the clothes look similar. I could be wrong about that, but I always thought that was him. All right, head cannon right here. Yeah. Some Garrett head cannon. That's the same it's guy. It's rare, but I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. I like here. it. Okay. And then, but like what's really cool is like he actually has like the front of his head is kind of worn away. So you see his skull. So it's kind of white like in like contrast to like the rest of the dark color of mm-hmm. the zombie. Great, great look for Tar Man. So you think that was Ben? I think it might have been Ben. But didn't Ben get shot in the head? Oh, did he? Like, there was oh, no, yeah, there the wasn't end. like a bullet hole end. in Tar Man's skull, but... Yeah, Could be a retcon. Right. Turned out Ben. No, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I think Ben, got, yeah, he got shot at the end because yeah. he opens the door and it's like... But so I do like the idea. It's maybe it, interpretation. Right. Maybe yeah. it was one of those characters. Yeah. Maybe it was Harry. Maybe. No, Harry was too Asshole big. Harry in the ba- basement. Yeah. Remember Harry? I remember Harry. But anyway, return to Living Dead. We now return to the Living Dead already in progress. Wow, that's really good. Very well done, Mark. Yeah. So Tarman has emerged, and they're split up. Our yes. punks are now split up because Trash gets fucked up at this point because she they they have to run back to the cemetery. They kind of split up. Some of them run right. to the cemetery, which is towards the mortuary, mm. and then some of them run to the warehouse. Right, the warehouse because, people they have their own sort of story yeah. going on. It's only two of them, right? It's just Chuck yes. and uh, the girl who hates. Well, no, there's Chuck. like there's like four people. Because Tina first goes there to look yeah. for Freddy earlier. Yeah, it's just her uh, at first. She's the one that runs into okay. Tar Man. Yeah, she is chased by Tar Man. That's when we first see him. <clears throat> and yeah. then she managed to lock herself inside a, a closet, puts a metal bar behind the handle, and you're like, oh, well, she's safe now. No, sir. Tar Man gets a chain, wraps it around the handle, connects it to a winch, and he's like, look, I've got a degree. There's nothing I won't do for brains. Yeah. Yeah. Brains. Did I mention oh, brains? Yeah. 
part engineer, uh, unknown, but I Tarman. Pull yeah. that little lock pick, and he's like, "I got this." <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta love that he's so smart because it makes him so much scarier. Because he's formidable. like, he's gonna get you. Yeah. And that's the one thing, yeah. like to the to the talking and stuff, like about this movie is other than mindless shambling, like just like set pieces. These zombies know what they want. They're motivated. They're cognizant and know, know how to do certain things, open doors, things like that. So, yeah, they're, they're really motivated. And, like, that's what makes them so formidable is, like, like wow, they are going to fuck your world up. Yeah, these are zombies of the 80s. They know what they want. They know how to get it. And they're going to go for it. Yeah. Okay? so But they really are motivated because they do say later because of the pain. Yeah. It's the only thing that stops it. So it makes sense, actually, why they're more motivated than just being hungry. It goes black and white. Here, try these. Nuprin. Little. Yellow. <laughs> different. <laughs> for the pain. <laughs> Brains. Some of our punks have gone into the warehouse where Tina is being attacked by Tarman, and they run down there and suicide seizes and suicide being suicide is like, no, not one of my crew. That ain't happening. Mm -hmm. Runs down, pushes off Tarman. Tarman grabs him, chomps his brains. Boom, straight up. It's the done. best part. There's no yeah. fight. It is like he just bites through it, as John said earlier, like a peach. Yeah, poor, poor suicide. So does becoming a zombie give you a stronger bite than when you had as a human? Because I kind of wondered that, too. You, know, you can't just go up to somebody and bite straight into somebody's Did brain. Did you see those chompers on Tarman? I mean, have I know. Have you ever tried? They're beautiful pearly whites. I have not. Yeah. He's got some PTs, okay? That's why but. I shaved my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, if the zombies ever come after me, they don't have to worry about hair. I don't want to choke. That was really kind of that you. That is nice of yeah. you. Yeah. It's <laughs> not just a costume, all right? I care about people. The thing about suicide, his skull never fused. It's really sad. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. That's headcanon I don't want in this movie. So, anyway, so no Tarman just bites into his head. It cracks open. There is brains everywhere. Everyone's like, okay, cool. Fuck this noise. And everyone bails. Yeah. No, first they throw like a oh, can they, at they him. And then he goes... More brains, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh shit, that was a bad idea." That's right. That's when we first like see it like really talk beyond just like brains. Like they use like words, and I'm like, "Oh boy." He's like, know. "It must be Tar Man's birthday." <laughs> More brains. He also refers to himself as Tar Man. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Not for me. It's Mr. No. for Tar Man. Yeah. So then we cut back to Frank and Freddie, and they're not looking good. No. They are like, I am sick. And Frank is like, hell yeah, I'm sick. And we no. get, we actually get a, a, a round of paramedics to come in, and they're checking out Frank and Freddie. He's like, no pulse. Because well, they call them. They call yes. the, they're yeah. like, like, oh my God, you guys are like not looking great. Let's call the, the ambulance. And, they, and you've seen them sort of degrade throughout like the movie so far. They've been getting really yellow. They're getting green yeah, and, and sweaty. Yeah. And they're like, we breathed it in. We breathed in the gas in the canister. And they finally tell Bert what happened. Okay. I love when Bert finds out. He's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, what? Like, I kind of feel for Bert because, like, if you would give me this information earlier, we could have potentially planned or done something. But, like, he's finding out everything. Like, I told you once, I told you a hundred times, Freddie, stay away from those canisters and stop slapping them. <laughs> Look, I'll uh, never stop slapping cans, all right? I got so much enjoyment out of watching Freddie freak out of every piece of information that's told to him. He's like, what do you mean, no post? What do you mean, ring of mortars? And it's like, Freddie, I know, man. Here's <laughs> what I'll tell you this movie normalizes men crying big time. Every man in this movie is constantly either crying, just finished crying, or about to start crying. So, <laughs> yeah. dig it. Okay, look, as someone who was basically crying in Spider-Man No Way Home at a draft house theater by himself, and his server walked up and was like, dude, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I just love this scene. <laughs> I'm all about this. Alright, we gotta get I in touch it. with our feelings, John. You know what? When I, uh, 
know what movie made a good friend of mine cry in like the first five minutes? Finding Nemo. Dude, same He was like, what kind of Disney movie is this? It's <laughs> like, damn, dude. I don't want to feel. Up. Uh, Up was yeah, also pretty oh, oh heartstring tug in yeah. that intro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cry right now. Mm. Go for it. Yeah. Do you want to hug it out, John? No, you know, the thing is I save all my crying for I'm here the car. for you, bro. I got a whole I'm here for you if you need it. Okay. okay. Thank you. But you got I have, my number. I have my car, my crying corner in my car, so I'm okay. <laughs> you got a corner, <laughs> corner in your car? car? You can just sit in a seat, dude. <laughs> anyway, back to Return of the Living Dead. So, yes, I also love when Freddy is just, like, freaking out about everything, and especially at the end where he's just like, I don't know what to do unless... I might want some brains. Brains. (laughs) And he goes after Tina's brains later. Immediately. She made the fucking dumb mistake. Dude, she's an idiot. So they move them into the cathedral and like Frank and Freddie, you stay in here because y'all are just going to turn. And at this point, their heart's not beating. Their temperature's down to like 70. It's room temperature. Yeah. 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 Uh, The paramedics like, we got to get you guys out of here. They go outside to get ready to take them out. And this is when the horde of cemetery zombies. and, And before this, let's point out the trash was running through the cemetery falls in the water and gets attacked by zombies. So she trashes. gets mauled by a group. Yeah. She so. gets torn up by men. She's surrounded by all old, over yeah. by old men. Kind of like, like she, wanted. she wanted. Like I said, a porn up parody of Return of the Living Dead. Check it out. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'll uh, rent it from the library. <laughs> no, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> to the library. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so Trash is dead. Let's just get that out of the way here. Yeah, poor Trash. Uh, so the paramedics go outside to get everything prepped and this horde of zombies run out of the cemetery and when we say run, they run. They they're like sprinters. Spr- yeah, they're yeah. like full on sprinting. They know exactly what they're doing and they start eating the paramedics. And, and the commotion of the zombies sounds like a crowd at a baseball game. It's it not does. like normal. Z- like the and the zombies take the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what's all that racket? It's more zombies. Ah, pride of the zombies. One zombie just selling peanuts like <laughs> get your fingers. We got fingers here. It's the skeleton with eyeballs. Yes. Ernie's, Ernie and Bert see this and they're like, oh shit, we're kind of fucked. They mm-hmm. ate the paramedics. Then we get the fa- the one the first scene of them using a radio, one of the dead paramedics is like, send more paramedics. No, it's a zombie. A zombie just walks up and says it oh, into the radio. Oh, I guess it was the cop then. One of them was wearing a uniform, That's right? Later. That's, That's later. That's later. Okay, I'm getting cop, confused. The cops come at a later point, get eaten, and then a zombie goes up to the radio. The cop car is like, send more cops. <laughs> and it's just like, I thought that was going to keep going and going. And I was like, oh, I love this. Uh, send more soldiers. It yeah. could have kept escalating. <laughs> send more nukes. Yeah. Um, so that's when they go lock Freddy and... Um, uh, Frank up. Frank, yeah. Because they're like, yo, we can't do shit for him at this point. We're kind of trying to make him comfortable. Um, the punks and everybody who's left over from the tar man attack in the uh, warehouse now end up at the mortuary church place. Mm-hmm. And this is where they start boarding up all the windows and walls. You know, your standard zombie, you know, we got to board ourselves in and protect ourselves. Fortify your position. Yes. In the, in the, the chaos that is, um, spider gets eaten. Uh, they're boarding up the windows and spider gets grabbed and pulled out the, the window and gets his head chomped open. Um, but they pull a zombie in with him when yeah. they, they think they're going to rescue him. Yes. They don't. He's dead. They pull half of a lady in with him uh, and they tie her up to the table. Yeah. And they're like, well, let's ask her some questions. Yeah. And at this point, let's, you know, we've kind of jumped around and gone crazy. Let's do a, a head count of who's still alive. We got Ernie, who is now one legged, like he's got only one pant leg on his <laughs> like He's, not he's one got leg. his holster. He's <laughs> yeah. got his jumps, his track suit on. To be clear, he still has both legs. <laughs> yes, he does. He's just yeah. got one like pant. Leg. Which Correct. is important. We really want to let you know pant leg well, status of everybody. Look, so. Someone who cuts 
parts of clothes off. I'm telling you, this is important. You guys don't think about no, this stuff, but that. it makes it more aerodynamic, and that's why he survives, you guys. Okay. I think Ernie needs to borrow one of them leg warmers. Oh, yeah. When he finds oh, trash, he can great. do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she's trash not using will them, return. So. Trash will return. Yeah. So um, so right now, we've got, we've got Ernie. <laughs> Ernie, one pant leg. We've got Bert. <laughs> Two pant leg. <laughs> <laughs> we've got... Um, scuzz four pant leg. <laughs> what we've yeah, got? Carly, very confused on how to use pants. And we got Tina, and we got Freddie and Frank, yeah. who are slowly becoming zombies at this point. All appropriate number of pant legs. Mm. Yes, only only Ernie. <laughs> only Ernie. He's the okay. only one who knows. I have a question. There was one zombie that looked like he had no legs or tiny legs. That was, it the, <laughs> was, when, the, it was when the paramedic was getting eating, eaten, and right. someone runs out to go check on the paramedic. And boy, did that thing scurry fast. <laughs> it has, it's supposed to have no legs, but I think it's a little person <laughs> no. who is like running, but it looks like this zombie's just running on its stumps. I was like, what is happening right now? But I'd be terrified too. He's just like one normal sized arm. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> it is making pace on, on fucking um, Bert, and you're just like, holy shit, he's gonna get him like, I would have felt so bad if Bert got taken out by a nubbed zombie oh. like, my man you never had a chance if this is the case but I think that guy would have the uh, the advantage of just what the fuck is this going at me I might be like a deer in a headlight yeah. and, was running. I'd be like, oh. and while they're uh, while they're boarding up the place there's like this awesome surf rock zombie song and I mean it's just this movie just continues to hit on like the, the awesome campy 80s horror this whole time I love how somebody complains about there's so many windows. They're like, how many more windows are yes. there to board up? And for as funny as this movie is, the part where they actually start interrogating the half zombie female on the, the gurney was mm-hmm. actually, Which is the next scene, yeah. It's actually very creepy. Yeah. yeah. Like the, her answers and the way that puppet actually looks like it's emoting pain as she describes what's going on. You see like its little on. spine wiggling around. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's a great you know, puppet. Perfect teeth. Oh, Perfect yeah. teeth. Yeah. These zombies have excellent teeth. That was an AFPT. What? An adult female. Oh, Perfect teeth. Right. Okay. You need to go through the yeah. training. Obviously. <laughs> look, look, all right. Let me get you the manual. I'm just trying to help my, my punk survive. I got no time for acronyms, okay? <laughs> Maybe somehow that uh, chemical that turns you into zombie fixes the teeth. Oh, yeah. Mm. Tyrannosaurus 879. That one. Yeah. So, there, so there's pros and cons to right. it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Zombie, great teeth, though. It's not all negative. They no. put fluoride in the gas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jaw strength just through like the, the roof. Water. So at this point, yes, as you guys said, they, they take a, a half of a, a zombie corpse, a female zombie corpse, and they, they tie it down to one of the um, the autopsy tables. Yeah. And, and they're like really worried. The spider is like, are you sure it's tied down? Is it tied down there good? How tied down is it? <laughs> Everyone is just so, well, I think spider got killed, right? Is it who's in there with Scuzz. them? Scuzz. Scuzz. I can't Scuzz keep getting them yeah, all confused. I know, I know. All right, so okay, Scuzz. I'll take care of it. Thank you. Scuzz, very concerned about the strength of the knot. Uh, he never shuts up about it. No. He's so into that. But Ernie's yeah. like, look, I got her tied down. Just calm the fuck down there, buddy. Ernie gets right up in her face and is like, hey, little mama, tell me tell me a story. Yeah. Let's just talk. Ignore that one on one right here. It's just me and you. Everyone appropriately is like, don't get near it. And he's like, no, no, it's cool. And I mean, maybe that's come from just dealing with dead bodies all the time. But Ernie is just very comfortable talking to the dead. Well, he says they are no stronger than us, but not true because they bit right through multiple people's heads at this point. Right. So, <laughs> and they did run on stumps at like record breakneck speeds. So. Yeah. Yes. So Ernie, a little overconfident in his uh, opinions there. What is what does the zombie tell us? It, she says that they have to eat brains because they're in pain all the time. They can feel themselves decomposing and being dead. And that's the only thing that relieves it at all. 
which is honestly really horrifying. That's probably the scariest part of the movie. Right. Because if they kill you, then you're also a zombie and you're going to be in terrible pain. It gives this zombification more depth Mm -hmm. in understanding that we didn't have before. Well, that drive of why they're so brain focused. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, it's it's like the dead Mensa society. So you're right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And then she just wriggling, screaming brains, brains, brains. And man, it's probably one of my favorite scenes of the movie. You can hear me. Yes. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Brains only. Yes. Why? The pain. What about the pain? The pain of being dead. It hurts to be dead. I can feel myself rot. All right. So, yeah. So the the cops are dead, but the car is still out there. Like, look, we got to skedaddle. The cop cars still have the keys in them. So we'll go to the cop car. We'll drive it up here. Everyone jumps in the cop car and we'll get out of here. This is when we start to notice that that Freddie is he's finally making the final turn. Him and Tina are kicking it over there against the wall. And she's just like, it's OK, baby, we're going to make it. And no. Freddy's What's wrong like, with her? But it's like he's obviously going to kill you and be a zombie. I, maybe even if you didn't know that he was obviously going to kill you because he was being a zombie. I mean, I mean it's pretty blatant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how would you not look, know that? Look for the red flags, honey. Okay, but this, like, this movie exists in a world where Night of the Living Dead is a movie yeah. that everybody knows. Yeah, it's within the cultural zeitgeist. And so I'm so tired of these movies. Like I'm going to stay with you till you die. And, you know, it's like no, you need self preservation levels raised. Yeah, like, get out of that room. He was technically already dead. Yes, well, the also that's true. Also, a severe lack of people not sacrificing themselves to save their friends when you're turning into a zombie. There's no coming back from it. You think Frank and Freddie should have ran out and tackled hey, a bunch of them? Ernie should have gave him his gun and been like, "Go out in a blaze of glory." And Freddie should have run out there and just been like, so I just ran out and started blasting. But they know that the guns don't work. Doesn't matter, man. Make a gesture out of it. For oh, Tina, at least. Is there any interaction with Frank and Freddie and other zombies? No. Like, do they try to attack no, them? Or no. do they, you know, maybe they already know they're turning? I, I what don't if think that's gets... why the yellow zombie doesn't attack them whenever he comes out of the door? Maybe he runs right to Bert because. Oh, oh new level of info zombies. there. That's a good Not point. Not new level of info, just shit we just blatantly missed. <laughs> but Emma's like, duh, you guys. New info for me. Yeah. Well, Mark didn't even watch the movie as we've determined. Right. So <laughs> that's actually a good point. Yeah, I didn't that's think about really that. That's really good. But, all right. And at this point, has Trash come back yet? Because that yes. scene is so awesome. Yes, Trash has come back around, like right before this scene. What um, does she look like now? Well, it is kind of sexy. She's the sexiest You're zombie I've right. ever seen. Yeah. Because all the smoke and then like. Look, I have a text a message conversation guy. that says, don't act like you wouldn't hit zombie trash. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's she got to go. Still. That's the way to go. We're all going to get nuked. Go down. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I mean, glory. <laughs> just assume if a zombie outbreak happens, just assume we're getting nuked. But I love that she like struts out. Mm-hmm. She's she doesn't have any bites on her. That doesn't make any sense, but that's okay because she looks amazing. <laughs> and she like kills that homeless guy right away. And then later we see her attacking the cops with some mm-hmm. of the other zombies. And she doesn't look like any of the other zombies, but that's she's got okay. A bit of a zombie face, but you know that's it. It's a it's a butterface situation. And she looked more like yeah. a demon, to be honest. Yeah, she really oh, did look yeah. like a demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe she's like zombie royalty. It's like second tier zombie. Oh, she's like a zombie uh, mini boss. 
okay. because she was so hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's how these things happen. So Trash Man, or sorry, Tar Man, Trash Man, <laughs> Tar Man must have been a, a hell of a looker in his day because he's like the, the top boss. So <laughs> if it's all rated on attractiveness. Also, all the bites on Trash are under the leg warmers. Oh. The only bitter thing. Yeah. They pulled down the leg warmers bitter and <laughs> love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I saw Zombie Leona quickly walking up to me, I'd be like, guys, it just may be my time. I feel like that's what that homeless man was like, because he was looking at her like, all right. And then except she comes he, over and bites. He kind of wasn't. He looked more befuddled. Well, that, like, realistically, that's what you would look he like. Wasn't sitting there going like. He wasn't going like, mm-hmm, here we go. Oh my God, I wish he would never come, but Johnny has you know, arrived. But no, like, he's just kind of like standing there like, what do I do here? And it's like, bro, you and suicide need to figure it the fuck out. Dude, if if a naked if a naked demon woman in leg warmers started walking towards you in the middle of the night, you would be confused. That would be your number one emotion. Is like, what is happening right no now? No one oh. didn't say I wouldn't be confused, but it'd be for very specific reasons. And then John. you'd be dead. And then you'd be back though, but addicted to brain. Yeah. And then me and Trash <laughs> would be zombie couple powerhouses, and we would basically run the underworld. Okay, I dig that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. That's oh. your ultimate fantasy. <laughs> it's not my ultimate fantasy, but it's definitely in the top 20. Okay. <laughs> and that's the tune pop- into our other fucking point five episode that comes out after this, where I talk about every single one of them in excruciating detail. Welcome to the grave talk podcast. Fantasy talk. I'm going to tune out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're lost, buddy. So Frank puts himself in the cremation chamber. Poor Frank, but because he knows he's going to die. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought that was I was really touching. I, yeah, yeah, I felt really sad about that because he took off his oh, wedding hot, ring. Hot, hot, and then he still pushes himself in, and it's just like, ah. Yeah, when he takes off his ring oh, and he no. kisses it, and like earlier he had called mm-hmm. his wife and been you like, "You've been separated for like forty me. years, right?" She's dead. She's that. This is Garrett' backstory. <laughs> this yeah, is not she's in that the movie. skeleton in the, the cemetery that has eyes. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, she's badass. Then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who do you think? Who do you think that Bert had burned the first time? <laughs> it was Frank's <laughs> wife. <laughs> who do you think Yellow Person was? <laughs> oh, okay. geez, we're getting dark. Here. Oh man, yeah, uh, no, that was really like kind of like touching, where he's just like, "I gotta do this," and he kind of knows. And he doesn't like, want to be a zombie, like a like a brain addicted zombie but he feels it coming on yeah, or he doesn't want to hurt the people he loves around yeah. him see self-sacrifice you were just or, complaining about this saying. well I'm or saying. he doesn't want to be in terrible pain or that yeah <laughs> you so think it's maybe for selfish not. reasons <laughs> yeah could maybe. be, it could, you maybe know a little bit of both frank you son of a bitch it overlaps his selfishness and selfishness uh overlap they can work in tandem yeah uh, but also, he creates more zombies by putting himself on fire and spewing more zombie powder. I mean, he didn't it. know that. That's true. That's and, true. and that's one thing this movie does is we they our characters never realize what they're doing with the zombie smoke, which makes perfect sense because they're so busy trying to survive. They're not worried about what like how this happened yet. Well, to be fair, this wasn't in the original movie, so no one knows this. That's true. They watched the documentary. Okay, it's <laughs> nothing right. about zombie smoke. <laughs> yeah, they burn them a ton in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all dead. So what happens with Bert and Spider in the cop car? Uh, so they get to the, they turn on the headlights and it's just like a wall of zombies. And they're like, and so Bert realizes he cannot go back to save the rest of them. So he's like, I'm gonna we're gonna leave. We'll get help and we'll send it back to him. And well, Spider's like, we can't just leave him. Bert's like, shut the fuck up, Spider. We're getting out of here. We'll call the cops and we'll come back with help. That's what yes. they always say. But then they don't because they hit more zombies. Zombies are everywhere at this point. Mm-hmm. We should be clear. The whole city has turned. Um, at one point, we see there's like a police barricade totally overrun by zombies. So there's zombies everywhere. And this is the part of the movie that really is kind of like, 
slapdash for me is that like at some point all this stuff happened and we had no context for any of it going down until we see them like leaving like oh the whole city is basically like this now it just was kind of abrupt of like oh okay this is a huge outbreak all of a sudden because it was so confined for a while that's true you didn't really think of it as like raccoon city had been overrun you know but here we are do you think resident evil 3 ripped this off yes as our resident as our resident evil expert everything is always a rip off of something else it's true. That's just art. <laughs> <laughs> so Bert is like, all right, I got another number I can call. The cops are busy getting their asses beat outside. <laughs> and he goes to his office and he's like, he dials the number that's on the side of the canister. Is this before or after he throw, they throw a- acid in Freddy's face? Because Freddy attacks be Tina. Yeah, so while Bert is trying to escape, Freddy attacks Tina. They break in. They throw acid on Freddy's yeah, face. Yeah, Ernie throws acid oh, yeah. on his face, and it's like, damn. I, and that works. It's like scares him away at least <laughs> enough. When he comes back, only his eyes are like pink and red. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, that was a very accurate throw there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did really enjoy the part where like Ernie and Tina are up in the attic, and it looks like Ernie's ready to shoot her in the head. Yeah. Like he's holding her, trying to comfort her to a bit, and he keeps like raising the pistol to, like, to her temple, <laughs> and I'm just like, holy shit, he's gonna do it. <laughs> it was so subtle. I'm glad you guys caught that. If you die not by zombie in this context, do you become a zombie? Of or does it need do. to rain The people again? in the cemetery came back, and they yeah, weren't but it's zombies. because it rained. So if you're post-rain hmm. and not oh. dead by zombie, do you become a zombie? There's no way to end the zombie other than fire in this universe, right? Yeah. Like killing the brain doesn't do anything no. this time. So I would think you it could, does. You could, you could burn it or you could acid dissolve it. Okay. Oh, that's probably the best way to do it because no smoke. Well, yeah. other, you got to break down the body, yeah. right? It's either by fire, acid, what have you. But I think that you would come back. Okay, so... Because it doesn't matter if the brain's destroyed. So Ernie so was the about gunshot to make a, wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, Ernie was about to make a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Or was he going to mercy kill her and kill himself so they didn't uh, have to get zombie eaten. Okay, that's probably more likely. That's what I thought he yeah. was toying with This the was idea. also interesting because people who get bit by a zombie in this don't necessarily come back as zombies. Like, it is like kind of, because, you know, uh, suicide doesn't come back. Um, Scuzz doesn't come back. That we know that's of. True. Like, so, why do some of them, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I would have loved to have seen a scene where, like, zombie suicide and zombie trash find each other and, like, this, like, romantic yeah. embrace and you're just like, aww. Like or he'd be like, get off me, zombie trash! <laughs> I got emotions. I don't feel good about this. Another movie brought mm. to you by Grave Talk Productions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Hallmark Christmas zombie movie. Bert sees the number on the side of the tank and he gives it a ring, and it's to alert the military. And I'm surprised this is the first time anybody's decided to call this well, phone they, number. They, they they originally thought about it, right? And Freddie was like, the army. You don't want the army around here. But he calls him, and, and we get a uh, connected to. Colonel Glover is what I wrote down. I don't know if that's his name or not. But. Yeah, it could be. Guy likes lamb yeah, chops. That that's what I know. Mm-hmm. It's his favorite food. And he starts asking all kinds of questions. It's just a one-sided conversation that we see him have on the phone. He's checking all the boxes. I think we see the first fax machine and internet connection in his closet. <laughs> like he opens the door and it's like there's a computer screen and a fax comes in. Uh, and then he's like, oh, that's very interesting. And then what happened? And then what happened? Oh, yeah. Okay. And then what happened? And then, like, just is he the one that calls another number and just like nukes him? Yeah, yeah. he calls a yeah. like the nuke control station, and it's just some kid like yeah. sitting in a who's like, mad excited to fire those nukes though. <laughs> He's like, hell yeah! That scared the nukes. shit out of me when I saw that. Like as an adult, I was like, oh god. Like, yeah. no, please don't be excited about that having to do this kid ever. couldn't wait. Like, Louisville? Yeah, hell yeah, Bob. Louisville, anywhere else? <laughs> I mean, I wonder if Bert knew what was going to happen, though, when he's asking for such specifics about, like, the 
location, like, and exactly, no. like, how many acres he has in that <laughs> graveyard? Yeah, I don't think he did, though. I, I really don't. Nobody expects to get nuked, and if you did, you wouldn't call the nuke number. Let's, let's get into the ethical <laughs> portion of our podcast, which is what we're known for. Yeah. Our ethics. No, that's what um, people listen to us for. Come to us for your morals. Knowing that if you called the military, a nuclear strike could be imminent, would you or would you not report the zombie outbreak? Would you just let it ride, roll them dice? Or would you be like, let's just take care of this. Let's let's nuke it from orbit. I would have them nuke the zombies. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's pretty terrible. The so zombies got, got themselves are in pain. And then the people who are getting their brains. But eaten. life is pain. You know, not that kind of pain. Can we get a the death Herzog is pain. There's no zombie break. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a couple of seconds between life and death. No pain. Then it's all downhill. Okay. Again. Yeah. <laughs> she seemed cool. Yeah, pain, 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 no pain. She did seem okay compared That's what I'm to saying. everybody like, else. If you know nothing but pain your whole life and you become a zombie, you're just like, yo, this is par for the course. Let's do this shit. Some people eat brains for the pain. Some people eat Dairy Queen blizzards for the pain. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. whatever you can find. You can turn them upside down, though, and they stay. Some people have chocolate-covered gummy bears sitting by at all times just in case life becomes a little bit too hectic. Yeah. Oh, the pain. So it's the tried tale of the cost of the mini for the one or the one for the many, right? So like, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, what was The that? many for the one, that's how I live my life. Yeah. <laughs> All you will die for me. But you know what I mean, right? It's that, it's that same tale of like Star Trek 2, Wrath yeah, of Khan, you know. That's right, needs the of the many. for the one. <laughs> the <laughs> needs for the many for the one. Yeah. Um, uh, Mark, you didn't answer the question. No, I wouldn't call the. What? You'd say zombie outbreak all the way? Mm. What? Okay. Let's go. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm here to live in the apocalypse. But you would live. You'd become it. a zombie like probably 20 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. If that much. Who's to say that we couldn't, you know, just quarantine off a fire zone and burn that small area instead of having a nuke and irradiate an entire section I'm go of find them all. great nation? You saw how that ended, I'm going to go live in a mall. That ain't um, going to work out for you either. It didn't work out either. Yeah. yeah. That's because of the other stupid humans in there. Look, It'll you got to go to me. space, son. It'll be me and the KB's toys, you know. Well, so you're also going back in time. Did you say KB Toys? I did. Okay. KB uh, Toys has been out of business for like 15 years. That's where I'm years. making my fort. Like, I'm going to swing over by the Sam Goody, hit up <laughs> the KB Toys, and then I got the all Gad the Dukes. CDs I need. Yeah. So you could play the Super Nintendo at EB Games there, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, no, I would probably call the number. Really? After some thought. So yes. I'm the only asshole here that just let the zombie apocalypse ride. That's because you're just hoping that zombie trash would come over. I don't need zombie you. trash, all right? I know where Vegas is. Okay. <laughs> if it came down to the fate of humanity was riding on this nuke. But do you don't know that the fate of humanity is riding on the nuke? But at the time... We may be able to contain this. All the information they have is these are unstoppable killing machines, basically. Everything they've tried has just made things worse. And Every if you launch a nuke, someone else is launching a nuke, too. Not if you're nuking not yourself. If, yeah, not yourself. No, I don't know. They'd just be confused. Russia might just be like straight up like, oh, let's just let's just dogpile on this one. <laughs> we just accidentally nuke themselves too. Like, like I guess oh, we don't know do what it. happened. This guy in Russia looking at the map was like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> They're what nuking happened? themselves. <laughs> what kind of 4D chess are they playing in America? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they nuke themselves too. Like, yeah. not, we'll do it first, America. This is our Cold it's War. It's a free strike on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. That'll teach them. You um, think you're the only ones who can nuke yourself? Okay, we'll wow. show you. Well, we've learned a lot about me today. Okay, well, that concludes our ethical portion of the Grave Talk yeah, podcast. So three to one, we're nuking Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> so we incinerate the zombie horde, but to humanity's detriment, all the smoke of the dead goes up and mixes with another rain cloud, and it rains over America. Mm -hmm. yeah, so the, the nuke didn't the nuclear do it. fires will basically just burn these The nuke people. was a bad idea. And the president's going. Now, there would be a large section that would be vaporized. 
So that would prevent that kind of smoke. But the fires alone from a blast like that would just burn any loose zombies. Yeah, straight up. So the atom bomb wasn't the answer. Never yeah. is. It never. Yeah. Thank you, John. No you problem. beat me to it. Yeah. And it's party time again. Yeah, it sure is for God the credits, man. And we get oh. that beautiful music. It's like a greatest hits clip show. I was like, man, mm. all yes, movies. I loved it. Hits. Okay, okay. I was like, no one mentions it. I'm going to fucking bring it up. But we basically recap the movie and clips. And we're just like, in case you didn't realize what you just watched, here's the Cliff Notes version. I say. loved it. I thought it was like really helpful for the podcast. I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's what happened. <laughs> no, yeah, I remember all that. She's going to start starting all her movies at the end credits just in case she yeah. can just watch that and skip over the whole thing. Did it say, and Tarman as himself. <laughs> no, that'd been awesome. Yeah. But, uh, but no, instead... I was just like, oh, I remember that scene. Exactly. I was like, oh, for 20 minutes ago, I do. It's a real great moment to just reminisce with our cast yeah. and crew. Oh, it was great. Thanks for recapping the whole thing. Uh, and then right Why couldn't it have been like Howling 2 level recap? We're in between each shot. There's just a shot of tits. Yeah. <laughs> right. I forgot about you that. You forgot about that? I did. was so gratuitous. <laughs> well, I just hadn't thought about it in a while. But yes, now the that's, flashing titty. That's one of the few yeah. moments of 80s like um, like horror movies where I'm just like, this is a bit much, guys. As someone who loves <laughs> naked so people much. on screen, like, I do feel a little bad for her here. Like, it was so rowdy. But, you know, they bold choice. Another 90 minutes of credits. It's just a movie. Let's see if it pays off. (laughs) They replayed the whole movie with credits going over it. It was weird, but awesome. Great soundtrack, though. Yeah, great. And that ends the movie. Now, has anybody seen the sequels? I didn't even know there were sequels till today. So I know, I think the third one, there's like a punk zombie who like leads a group of zombies. Oh, God, it's been so long. I did hear there's like that. Actors come back in multiple movies and just play different yes, characters. Different characters oh, come really? back. Yeah. Um, Which is a sign of a great sequel when you do that. So, yeah, no, th- th- they're even campier than this one. Like, I do remember that much. But clearly, they're not as good as the original. No. I mean, they're, they're good in the fact that if you like really shitty movies, you're going to have a blast with them. I know. Rave to the Grave, just from that alone, sounds no, like my kind of movie. It's so bad. <laughs> it, there's, there's like mafia level dudes in that one. They're like, they're like doing an autopsy and like, I don't know. What do you think we should do? And they pull the gun on the corpse like every time it twitches and it's just like, oh my God, you guys. Uh, uh, the rave scene looks like it was made for about 40 bucks. When you said zombie, or sorry, mafia guys, I thought it was a zombie mafia and there was like a zombie godfather. I know it was you, Fredo. <laughs> you ate my brains. <laughs> yes. Um, no, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty rough, but they're fun. And we've not seen much from the Return of the Living Dead universe in quite some time. Oh, and no, no. They're still making. Are they? Retur- oh, yeah. That's what Rave to the Grave is and all those different. Like, that's that's like that was, yeah, like 2000. Yeah, that was like 20 years ago. It's It's been a while, but like they're still making return movies and shit. <laughs> Garrett doesn't know what year it is, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's been quite no, some time. I'm Garrett. I'm like 2000. That was like just if, a yeah. couple of years ago, right? <laughs> I'm skipping a jump, baby. What's up? <laughs> if you I'm don't not old. A, <laughs> if you don't make a movie for 20 years, it's safe to say they haven't made it's it. It's been a long time. Yeah. It might be more recent than that. Hold on. Let's look it up real quick. I don't know. Rave to the Grave. Sounds like 2000s for sure. 2005 Necropolis, 2005 Return of the Living Dead, Raid of the Grave. They put so, two out in one year? Yeah, the Necropolis and the. Okay, so 2005. So we're talking 17 years. Jesus Christ. That makes me feel it's so a long old. time. The horror franchise being so resplendent with remakes and resplendent. reboots. Resplendent. Well this done. This is word of the day calendar we yeah. got from last year. You can't redo this movie. No. You no. will not get the same feel and energy and enjoyment that this original has. This is, this is in my opinion, one of the most unremakeable movies that's yeah. out there. Yes. Tucker and Dale people. I think if anybody could come close to making a movie that has the same feel as feel. these types of movies, Tucker and Dale. If they went a little more serious and less comedy, 
like and like like specifically jokes and like gags and stuff like that, I feel like they could they could grab the feel of a mid eighties campy horror flick. It's just lightning in a bottle, man. I don't think they could do it. It's the perfect eighties movie. Well, we have anything else we want to mention about this one before we wrap. Other than if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Go watch it. It's one of the best zombie movies ever. This, yeah. this episode's going to have spoilers, so watch the movie before you... No, I'm just kidding. Well, this is 40 years old. They, hopefully they've watched yeah. it by now. I don't know how long the movie's been out. <laughs> I didn't even know <clears throat> Raid to the Grave was 17 years ago. Well, 85 is 20 years no, I don't need prior to 2005. I'm just saying. So 37 years. a mystery to me. 37 years old, this movie. Wow. That's an old movie. Four recommendations from us. And listeners, have you seen Return of the Living Dead? What do you think of it? Of Why don't you have. let us know? Don't they, even ask them. They think it's they great. Have. They love it. I'll let yeah. you know what they think. They think that they, it's unremakeable and mm-hmm. uh, two thumbs up. I promised y'all punk rock, tits, zombies, and I delivered. That's true. Yeah. Thank you, well, Garrett. Thank you for this movie. You also have to watch it because you have to see Trash naked. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. I just didn't want to be the one to say it. <laughs> That's fair. And listeners, let me tell you something. If you're thinking about sending cold open ideas, please do. It cannot be worse than the one that I came up with. And, uh, you know, I'm going to roll like with all it. All the housekeeping we're doing at the end of the yeah. episode, we're all like, look, straight up, Garrett's a perv. If you got cold open ideas. I We've been want- doing this for almost five years. We're kind of running low on the ideas here and there. Yeah. I just Once want in a while. Listeners to know there are no bad ideas. And if there are, we just won't air them. So. <laughs> and listeners, I'd like you to know that we edit a lot of things I say out. So there are bad ideas. You just yeah. don't hear them. Same. <laughs> this it, We actually record for seven hours to get you 90 minutes of podcast. So. It's so much editing. <laughs> Nonstop. Well, Emma, thank you for joining us. What do you got coming out? Yeah. You write shit. I have some things coming out, but they're not coming out till like the end of the year. Um, I have a story in Vestarian coming out Boom. in the next issue. And that's like one of my favorite stories I've ever written. And it's really freaky. And um, I just got an acceptance for a poetry anthology the other day. So I also write horror poetry. Did you write it in the uh, the voice of suicide? No. Maybe but, you, you know, I'm inspired Is there now. still time? Okay. <laughs> Where can they find all your available works? Uh, you can always find my stuff on my website, which is Emma E. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot com. Mm-hmm. John, what do you have coming out? Great, great question. I have so much coming out. Let's see. Next week, I'll have nothing. Okay. Week after that, uh, I believe we'll have a Grave Talk podcast. Then more nothing, and mm-hmm. then another Grave Talk podcast. You're the hardest working man in show business, Thank and I you. love it. Thank I love you. it. Mark, uh, what have you got on the on the horizon, the pipeline? Well, I was going to go home and eat brains, but uh, I think maybe I'll mow the yard. Instead of You're eat brains? You're the last true party animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got housework to do. What do you got coming out, Garrett? Look, we don't have that kind of time. All right, tune into the point five, where I just go over my entire life story from start to finish. It's tragic. It's wonderful. It's motivational. It's the Grave Talk. Anyway. Well, listeners, you can find all of our stuff at thegravetalk.com. We've got a Twitter and Instagram and a Facebook page. Drop us a line. Let us know if you have any ideas for movies. Um, not quite sure what we're coming back with, so we'll figure it out and we'll get it posted. What's coming up soon and where you can watch it. Well, thanks for joining us. I'll again. do a video for you guys, like I did for uh, Predator. There you I'll go. let you guys know. I'll announce it on the social media, so you know, keep an eye on that nonsense. And he might be topless, so watch it. Just like warmers. Wouldn't that be glorious? Well, for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope for somebody. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>